97.3. More variety. City 97.3. Accra. There can be no other 97.3. No need to change. Keep it tuned to CV. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning, July. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM. 
625. Welcome to Tuesday, September 27, 2022. Good morning, bonjour, buenos dias. This is the City Breakfast Show. City 97.3 FM. We are broadcasting live from Adabraka. At every end of the world, every corner of the globe, via citynewsroom.com. Many, many thanks for tuning in. My name is Nathan Kwa, sitting in for Bernard Avle. It's always an honor bringing you the biggest breakfast in town. We'll start off with the song of assurance from Jane and Bennis. Call this one Numawaku. Literally, God is not asleep. God is really not asleep. He's alive and awake. Keeping watch over everything. Keeping watch over his word. His promises towards us. Thank him for life and strength. You are welcome to the CBS. Send us a message on 0549-986-996. Send us a tweet on our Twitter at City973. Hashtag CityCBS. Like I said, we are broadcasting live on citynewsroom.com. We are running till 10 a.m. So do stick and stay. As we have our great conversations every morning on this dial. Start off with our business sense brought to us by ADB. Now if ADB is your bank, be happy because they've got the payday plus that allows you to access about 10,000 CDs or 80% of your next net monthly salary. There is no interest on repayment within 30 days and your money hits your account the same day. Now, for further inquiries, you can call Meredith on 0243-273-369 or now on 0244-284197. ADB truly are Greek and more. Our business comes from Reverend Theodore Hesberg. And he says the very essence of leadership is that you have a vision. It's got to be a vision you articulate clearly and forcefully on every occasion. You cannot blow an uncertain trumpet. So the very essence of leadership is that you need to have a vision. So that's one. The second thing is that you need to articulate that vision clearly and forcefully. That has to do with uh, that has to do with conviction, clarity and conviction. So first, have a vision. Be very clear about it, and be very convinced by that vision. That's the only way you get to succeed. That's the great key to leadership. Having a vision, making it clear, and articulating it very clearly and very forcefully. So have a vision. Believe in that vision know how to transmit that vision know how to communicate that vision to the people you are leading to that group or society to that company or office 
that's how leadership comes together. So that was our business sense brought to us by ADB. ADB truly are Greek and more. Up next is the newspaper review. This is the City Breakfast Show. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. Up next is the newspaper review. Brought to us by Kel Charcoal Toothpaste. Properly formulated and produced under the best and strictest of conditions. With all the necessary production protocols that have been respected. And so the, the product is approved by the FDA. Now, a constant use of Kel Charcoal Toothpaste will give you fresh breath, whiter teeth. It reduces dental plaque, makes the gum healthy and strong. And it's for people from 6 years all the way up. Kel Charcoal Toothpaste for white teeth and fresh breath all day long. And it's another quality product from Samara Company Limited. Kel Charcoal Toothpaste, happy smile. If you are not maintaining that engine well, it will age faster. That's why engineers have put together the quartz engine oil with age-resistance technology. Now, it's designed to help keep your engine going and it protects it against mechanical wear and tear by up to 74%. 
choosing quartz from total energies is choosing the engine oil that keeps your engine running efficiently and younger for longer and fidelity banks also bringing us a newspaper review these days they've got the fidelity sikaboom promo the other day you heard the reps here just put 300 CDs and multiples of it in your Fidelity account every month and you could win 100,000 CDs in the grand draw. That will be done sometime next year. The promo is running up until February 2023. So go and make that deposit. Open that Fidelity bank account. Drop the cash in there and add and add and add. And you could win amazing prizes in the build-up to that grand draw. Fidelity bank, believe with us. Very recognizable voice of Lee Dodu. The song Akwankwa. Boga High Life, yeah. <laughs> we'll be getting to the newspaper review in a second. But send us your thoughts 0549 986 996. 0549 And we would like to say a big, big, big thank you to all our sponsors, partners, and corporate Ghana for making the City Business Olympics a massive success. Yesterday, we had GCB here flaunting their trophies. Let's thank everybody who was there. The City Business Olympics 2022 was powered by City FM and City TV, partnered by Eden Heights Doctors in Service Clinic, and sponsored by Mentos, Bethel Logistics, and Good Day Energy Drink. Say good morning to Kokui and Godfred. Hi, good morning. Good morning, Obudai. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. How how are you guys? Well, it's okay. It's a Tuesday. <laughs> this the weather. The weather's doing interesting things. It's mm. like rains are trying to come back, mm. making a comeback. Yeah. What's going on? Well, the, the meteor told us a week ago that we we're mm. going to get this until November. Mm. So they they did say we shouldn't expect heavy rainfall, mm-hmm. but it will be consistent. Consistent. Yeah. So that's what we're getting. It's been raining roughly on and off. Yeah. The past. 18 hours. Yes, it I, has. Yeah. It, it gives, it's an interesting mood, you know, yeah. the rainy mood. And there's this, the search for money goes on. Money no day, Charlie. Charlie, Charlie this, money this no matter, eh? Money and the money where they, Charlie, you know they reach you. It's serious <laughs> business. The, the money, the, yeah. we, don't, we, don't, we don't have money. That's the thing. Huh. Money. That's how. If you, if you have money, give me some. Yeah, I'm telling you. Now, I guess I'll, I'll give you. In the words of Ivo Green Street, the system is dry. Too, too dry. dry. Too dry. Hey. hey. And it's going to get dry, I'm sure. The way mm. the IMF is also here talking plenty. Mm. That means blow nyani bad, Charlie. And you know, I used to see, like GRA does these um spot check things that they do, but now it's like a normal. They are oh, sitting at the they are there. They are there. Are they, are are there. they 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 are there.
No, they are collecting the money. They are collecting they rough. They have to. There's even a story about some business operators in the Guinean Times has made the front page. Oh, okay, about, start from there. I'll start uh, there. Yeah. Four business yeah. operators in trouble for failing to issue VAT invoices to customers. And yeah. we'll talk about that later on in the show. Uh, the Attorney General advocates equal rights for minority groups. Mm-hmm. This is at the UN General Assembly meeting. Okay. The Vice President inaugurates 22 kilometers Cape Coast inner city roads. And IMF support will restore macroeconomic stability. Mm. Uh, this IMF did mm. it'd be like it's the panacea to everything. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Should I go I to the front page of the Daily Graphic? Please do. Okay. Please do. Safe fishing industry. Mm. Now to Bahala Day. Yeah. Association calls for strong policy on foreign fishes. This has been going on for years now. They still can't seem to find a solution to it. They've locked wow. the sea, opened the sea. <laughs> They've done everything. UN ple- pledges $260 million support for SDGs Agenda 2063. The IMF story makes it to the front page of the newspaper as well. And government committed to minority rights, according to the AG. Hmm. I need to take a look at this. Yeah. Because minority rights includes a lot of groups. Mm, let me check it out. <laughs> okay. The Chronicle front page, tribal politics rocks NDC. Ashanti Church says hate campaign being waged against him because he's fanatic. Mm. Hey. Also, a hunter family's fight over severed head of Bedu Bonzo. Mm. Bonzo. Hmm. Bonzo. Yeah. Okay. Doa Jaho calls for inclusive review of free SHS. Yeah, and they've actually put a picture of the, the head on the front page. Why? Anyway, yes, again, Doa Jaho calls for inclusive review of free SHS. And First Peter chapter 4, verse 8, above all, love each other deeply. Because love covers over a multitude of sins. From page of the Anchor newspaper this morning, uh, animals take over dilapidated classrooms at Bosome Frehun. Oh. Teachers, parents lament over the neglect. No oh. textbooks, capitation grants two weeks after schools reopen. Oh, <laughs> massive reforms at Maslock yielding results after CEOs interventions. Well, the CEO at Maslock also makes the front page of the new crusading guide with the same headline. And Ghana fights piracy and drug smuggling through Atlantic Corporation. And there are other stories as well on the front page of the new crusading guide. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, the Daily Ghanaian Guide is daily talking about insecurity in the Upper West. It's pushing investors away according to Adip Sani, the security mm-hmm. analyst and uh, Alan, as usual, has his uh, front page slot on the paper. <laughs> and the Economy Times front page, Fitch downgrades Ghana to double C uh, from triple C. And the Bank of Ghana is to sell 420 million US dollars in the fourth quarter. Now you can read the, those stories and more in the Economy Times today. I'll wrap up with the graphic business. Debt restructuring measures must be transparent, according to economist Dr. Saeed Boache. IMF negotiations also make it to the front page of the paper. It says T-bills suffer low demand over debt restructuring mm. concerns. I mm. heard a lot of that yesterday. Alright, the final front page. Record 118 health projects executed and 82 completed in Northern Region since 2017. This is according to the Northern Regional Minister. Also, the IMF begins analysis of Ghana's ability to meet debt obligations. Uh, with regard to the Right to Information Bill, Parliament approves fees for access to information. And GRA grabs four shops not issuing VAT receipts. EOCO also makes it to the front page of the finder. They're working to retrieve misappropriated cash in the Auditor General's report. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Baumia commissions 20 two kilometers Sino Hydro Cape Coast inner city roads. 
Okay, if you go online, citynewsroom.com says finance ministry BOG begin debt sustainability analysis with IMF. Mm. On the war against the discipline, 16 Iran drivers pay 24,000 cities in fines. Mm -hmm. On war killings, 18 arrested so far in connection with those uh, with that episode. And Yoko working to retrieve misappropriated cash. In Auditor General's report, Tiwa mm -hmm. is saying, mm -hmm. and Adongo calls for broader consultations in preparing IMF program. Mm -hmm. Citybusinessnews.com. Okay, that's uh, Citybusinessnews.com has um, some stories there. The Finance Ministry stories, the BOG, and they are talking debt sustainability analysis. Economist says Ghana needs major governance reforms to save economy. That's also there. My joy. Online.com. Establish a debt limit in the constitution to control borrowing. Dr. Etiahini is speaking. Consensus building is needed at this point, said Tepe on Ghana's IMF uh, negotiation. And um, election 2024. Godfrey, this sounds really interesting. If literates are failing, try illiterates. Kum chacha to Ghanaians. So that's also his um, uh, take there. Uh, Star FM's online portal, starfm.com.gh says man 36 charged for having anal sex with 13 year old daughter crikey uh, finance uh, financial advisor tells government Ghana's junk status speed up imf engagement and baba charged after visiting prisoner with 13 wraps of narcotic drugs mm. that's on star fm's bold. online portal yeah that's that's bold man. Okay. and then on the bbc's page we've got a live ticker Protests as Japan honest slain XPM Shinzo Abe and final day of discredited post in Russian held Ukraine and direct hit as Na NASA smashes spacecraft into asteroid. Mm. Hey, <laughs> space quite, quite wars, wow. space wars. Yes, okay. true. All right, let's let's uh, get okay. into the paper. Let's talk about money, 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 and the fact that there's a little of it. So the GRE is out and about, Charlie. If you mess about, they'll get you. Four businesses are in trouble for failing to issue VAT invoices to customers. This is in the center spread of the Guinean Times this morning. Four business operators, including Chinese and Lebanese nationals, were arrested yesterday in Accra for failing to issue value-added tax invoices to customers. Although the identities of the persons were not disclosed, their businesses, Changwei Company Limited, Selina Bag Shop, Zebrex Motors Limited, and Black Park Company Limited, were found to have engaged in the act. They were arrested by the VAT Invigilation Task Force of the Ghana Revenue Authority during a VAT enforcement exercise at the Central Business District and Abeka. The task force confiscated receipt books and sale books in Chinese, GRA VAT invoice books, point of sale systems, and receipt books. Now, Mr. Joseph Annan, the area enforcement manager of Accra Central GRA, who led the exercise, said the arrested persons will be investigated and charged for their actions. He stated that they'll be assessed preemptively and investigated to pay the taxes lost before a full audit was undertaken to determine the full impact of their actions on other levies they were expected to pay. He noted that they would then be prosecuted by the GRA legal unit for failing to comply with the tax law. He said once VAT is underdeclared, other taxes will be affected. The investigations will help to determine the impact of their actions so the expected sanctions are applied. Staying with money, 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 the IMF is in town. If you go to page 16 of the Daily Graphic, the government and the International Monetary Fund yesterday opened formal negotiations for an economic program necessary to 
foster a debt default and stabilize the economy in the medium term. Mm. Uh, the negotiations are expected to explore the nature of policies, reforms, and programs that the loan support should entail in helping to stabilize the economy. In a separate statement yesterday announced the commencement of negotiations, the Minister of Finance said a key prerequisite for a program was a confirmation of the country's debt was on a sustainable path. In that regard, it said a comprehensive debt sustainability analysis was currently ongoing and further said the government was putting together a comprehensive post-COVID-19 economic program that will form the basis for the IMF negotiations. Now, Dr. Said Boateng, for instance, has been speaking on this. It was the front page of the graphic business, but his quotes are also in the daily graphic is that the government must approach the negotiations with an open mind while rallying Ghanaians behind them. Okay, okay. now citynewsroom.com finance ministry again, BOG begin debt uh, sustainability analysis and the story says that the uh, officials of the Bank of Ghana finance ministry, IMF are talking um, comprehensive de- uh, debt sustainability analysis for a $3 billion support program. Now, the ministry's statements put out yesterday said quote the government of ghana is putting together a comprehensive post-covid 19 economic program which will form the basis for the imf negotiations end quote so every now and again i'm sure we'll be getting updates on how the conversations with the imf are mm-hmm. panning out all right let's check in with ioko in the final newspaper ioko is working to retrieve misappropriated cash in order to auditor general's report the executive director of the economic and organized crime office mrs mami yatiwa adodankwa has said her office has been working to retrieve misappropriated money captured in the auditor general's report the ioko director was speaking at the office of the savannah regional coordinating council as part of her working visit to the region mrs tiwa said it was part of their mandate to investigate and where possible retrieve monies lost as report by the Auditor General. She said, when you look at the Auditor General's report, every year when it comes out, we don't let it go like that. We take it district by district, item by item, and we look at how we can recover some of the issues raised in the Auditor General's report. She said her outfit also investigates and prosecutes on behalf of the Attorney General, people identified by the AG to have committed offences. Where we need to investigate further, we will. Those we can recover for the government, we will. These are ways we can work together for our mutual benefit. Now, COP2, also a former director of the Criminal Investigations Department of the Ghana Police Service told female police to give their best to justify more women to be taken into the service. Women only make up 29% of the Ghana Police Service currently and if we work hard enough, the service will have a reason to take more to meet the United Nations ratio of 40%. Mm. Okay. Let me let me go back to money matters. Uh, there's a lot ah, okay. happening there, especially those who have been investing in T-bills. Mm. Boku, you are an investor. Hey. Mm. Page 23 of the <laughs> graph, uh, graphic business has that in the front page of the BNFT also as an angle. I'll give you both quickly. Uh, demand for treasury bills suffered a historic fall in demand last week uh, as the domestic debt restructuring conversation weighed on market sentiments. The government received total bids worth 1.1 billion Ghana cities across the 91-day and 182-day tenors and accepted almost all the bids received. Investment bank GCB Capital said in its weekly economic and stock market update that the uptake for the week fell 10% short of the auction target. Now, if you go to page 3 of the BNFT, it says that bankers are apprehensive over treasury debt restructuring. Amid the imminent restructuring of the nation's public debt, bankers in the country are entreating managers of the economy to be circumspect in their decision-making so as not to destabilize the budding financial sector and erode recent gains made, especially as it pertains to investor confidence. Uh, this was at the annual general meeting of the Ghana Association of Bankers. 
and the president Mansa Nete said in as much as central government is taking the necessary actions to achieve the sustainability this should be done in a manner that does not erode gains made in the sector okay you're talking debt my job online has a dr itia Hinding, who's a banking consultant saying that there's the need to establish a debt limit in the constitution to control borrowing now dr richmond kwesi itia Hinding has urged parliament to place a cap on borrowing in the constitution this he believes will prevent the borrowing spree that has led the country into the economic quagmire it finds itself in according to him the failure to quickly establish a debt limit uh, will result in the okay failure will result in the current situation repeating itself over and over again in the future. And Dr. Tiahini said it was it was about time Ghana followed in the steps of Kenya and Germany by establishing a debt limit. Mm. Mm. Okay, let's go to the Chronicle newspaper where the Speaker of the Sixth Parliament, Right Honourable Edward Doajaho, has called for an all-inclusive review of the government's pro-poor policy, the Free Senior High School or Free SHS. The former Speaker is advocating for the Stakeholders Conference on the Sustainability and Revitalization as well as to re-examine the caliber of SHS products the country needed and deserved. Mr. Ajaho said it was becoming increasingly clear that the time had come to review the current implementation of the program to enable the country come together and fix challenges confronting the system. He outlined some of these challenges as congestion, lack of teaching and learning materials, funding, poor dining conditions, acute shortages of food supplies, and the double track, among others. The former Speaker of Parliament, who was speaking at the 60th anniversary launch and sword-cutting ceremony for an ultra-modern digital resource center for the Frankudia DA Junior High School in the Swajaman district of the Eastern Region, said, as a country, we cannot pretend that all is well in the educational sector. We need to sit up. He continued saying lack of infrastructural expansion and deteriorating facilities could not be said to be the best educational system needed for the growth of the country. He stressed that it was important to be mindful not to be interested only in mass production of SHS graduates without considering quality and hoped that there will be an educational system that would foster national cohesion by giving equal opportunities to the urban and rural students to develop their talents without discrimination. Let me stay with education. Page 5 of the anchor says that no textbooks, capitation, two weeks after school reopened and uh, they sourced this from Dr. Clementa Park, the member of parliament for Busa South and deputy ranking member on education committee of parliament and uh, he has written, uh, he says that uh, he wants to know why his checks indicate that basic schools are yet to receive long-awaited textbooks. Hmm. Uh, this is in spite of the fact that the Minister for Education promised and reiterated that the books will be available by the time schools resumed when he appeared before Parliament. And then the second one, uh, that capitation grant is in areas for six tranches, which constitutes six terms. Information from heads of schools confirmed that not even a city has been paid for the 2021-2022 academic year. Okay, since we are talking education... Uh, Ghanaian students studying medicine and dentistry in Ukraine are upset. Mm. Now, remember that the Medical and Dental Council says that they will not recognize certificates from those places because a lot of the studying they are doing is online and it does not meet the required training standards or processes. But Ghanaian students, they say, uh uh uh, they are not taking that. Now, an executive member of the National Union of Ghana Students in Ukraine, Henry Brooks Smith, was speaking to City News. He said the move was not in the best interest of Ghanaian students in Ukraine. And he said, quote, Ukraine is currently running an offline mode. The online is being organized for those who can't make it to Ukraine due to the invasion. Our concern is that the decision has been taken without recourse to the effects on parents and students. And the Medical and Data Council has described criticism of its decision as 
unjustified. So, <laughs> well, let me tell you about the Attorney General on page 25 of the Daily Graphic. He's talking about the rights of minorities in mm. Ghana. And he says that the government will, is committed to advance and protect the fundamental human rights of minorities in the mm. country. He said he would ensure that Article 17 of the 1992 Constitution, which guarantees equality before the law and prohibits discrimination on the grounds of gender, race, color, ethnic origin, religion, creed, or social economic status was respected. And he was speaking at the high-level meeting of the 77th session of the UN General Assembly to commemorate the 30th anniversary of the adoption of the Declaration on the Rights of Persons Belonging to National or Ethnic, Religious, and Linguistic Minorities. Mm. Now, he acknowledged that the fact that there were still challenges just by the progress made in advancing the rights of minority groups uh, following the adoption of the declaration three decades ago talking talk about the minorities uh johnson i see doing ketia who's the general secretary of the ndc he says he's not going for that position anymore he has asked the ec to maintain other source documents apart from the ghana card uh for registering to vote though the ec has assured that no willing Ghanaian of voting age will be left behind uh, general mosquito's argument on the point of view last night was that quote if it happens that by the time of future uh, voter registrations everybody has the ghana card nobody suffers anything why don't you put in some safeguard in case that projection doesn't turn out to be as you expect then there's a safeguard to deal with the shortcoming and you are rather closing all the safeguards and banking your hope on somebody's promise the current modes of identification for registration to vote include a passport a national id and existing voter id or two guarantors. Well, in the Economy Times this morning, yes. Ghana starts national registry to collect data on extremely poor and vulnerable. I thought we had data on this already, but according to this story, the Ghana National Household Registry has begun a nationwide data collection exercise to establish a single national household register from which social protection programs will select their beneficiaries. Oh, okay. The exercise forms part of efforts by government to expand and sustain the progress made in poverty reduction by ensuring that a larger share of assistance of social protection interventions go to the extremely poor and vulnerable. Now, the GNHR is a unit under the Ministry of Gender, Children and Social Protection. Among other things, the registry seeks to streamline and make more efficient the targeting system in Ghana. The exercise will commence from Monday, October 3rd to Tuesday, December 20th in the central region. And it goes on to say how it's the, the region has been broken up into mm. the various zones, etc. But it's, I, I mean, I but thought... This might help them target better. Maybe, HHS. but... Maybe, free, maybe, and then things like Leap, though, they've been rolling it out. So what data have mm. they been using for that? Or maybe it hasn't been as expensive as they want it to be, well, I, I guess. Ghana is playing Nicaragua today, in case you forgot. <laughs> Last <laughs> week, you were screaming Brazil. This, today is Nicaragua. Go and watch it. Same energy. Same energy, people. Mm. Same why energy. Are, why All are right. people worried, though? This is this is practice. This is uh, warm up for the main event. Mm. You know what they say? When your rehearsal is bad, usually the main performance is great, right? Uh, um, Those of us from the creative arts... So that's um, what we say. When we have a bad rehearsal, we're like, Charlie, that means the performance will be jet. Uh, yo, we'll see. Yeah, black stars. Why are we here? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Everything will be great. All right, we'll see. Anyway, that's the new surprise. <laughs> Girlfriend is looking at you like a <laughs> Thank you, Koku. Up next is the City uh, Business News. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. It's 
seven. Up next is the City Business News brought to us by MTN. I'm sure you're wondering whose birthday it is. Well, it's yours actually. And MTN is saying that because it's your special day, you deserve great birthday gifts from MTN. So they are giving you three hours of free talk time, 25 free text messages to get in touch with all your friends and family on MTN. Join the biggest family in Ghana and let's chill on your special day kind courtesy MTN. And the business is also brought to us by Enterprise. Enterprise, your advantage and goal. Goal, good energy, goal. Michael Obudu is here with the latest from the world of business. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goal and Enterprise Life, your advantage and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up, Director of ESA, Professor Peter Quarty, confidence the IMF's, IMF's commitment to build Ghana out will increase investor confidence in the economy. Meanwhile, economist Dr. Patrick Assuming believes discussions with the fund will not forestall further downgrades from international ratings agencies and later stakeholders in the financial sector call for strict enforcement of laws regulating the industry to stabilize the city My name is Michael Lobudu and to details of our stories. Now, I'm the director of the Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research at the University of Ghana, Professor Peter Kwate, is optimistic that the interest showed by the International Monetary Fund, IMF, to save Ghana's economy will boost investor confidence in the country. The Ministry of Finance yesterday announced that the IMF delegation is currently undertaking a comprehensive debt sustainability analysis of the country. We'll tell you more on this development in this report. The Ministry of Finance on Monday confirmed that its officials and that of the Bank of Ghana have commenced a comprehensive debt sustainability analysis with the International Monetary Fund for a $3 billion support program. The statement issued by the ministry explained that the program seeks to establish a macro-fiscal path that ensures debt sustainability and macroeconomic stability underpinned by key structural reforms and social protection. The IMF team is in Ghana until October 7th to continue discussions with the government on policies and reforms that could be supported by a lending arrangement. This round of engagements coincides with International Ratings Agency Fitch downgrading the country's credit worthiness to junk status in addition to the already existing problem of inflation and city depreciation. This has heightened calls for the government to, among other things, restructure its local currency debt stock as required by the IMF. Reacting to these developments, the director of the Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research at the University of Ghana, Professor Peter Kwarty, is hopeful these steps being taken by the IMF to save Ghana's dying economy will spice up investor confidence in the country. The IMF has its own strategies or structures that it goes through. These are processes it goes through to ensure that it doesn't just come in, it comes in to rescue the situation. Some might take six months to 12 months, and uh, we had the IMF meeting director say, hopefully by December, all things being equal, and we'll see a program out. So hopefully by January, we should see something out. Although, given the situation we find ourselves, we need some influence, we need an injection of foreign currency into the country. But the fact that IMF is gradually engaging Ghana and there is progress, I believe is gradually bringing in some confidence to the Ghanaian economy. And, and I believe some investors, despite the pitch downgrade, will still be looking at Ghana favorably in the coming months. And, and I hope government would also into 
introduce or implement well-crafted policies that will transform the structure of the economy. Otherwise, we'll be back to the IMF again. The structure hasn't changed. We are very agrarian. We don't add much to agri or our uh, manufacturing products, and therefore we always subject to international shocks uh, or imported shocks, and that, that ought to change. You heard that Professor Peter Quarte, who is the director of the Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research, ISE, at the University of Ghana, ending that report by Ellen Dapa. Meanwhile, economist Dr. Patrick Assuming has stated that the ongoing negotiations with the International Monetary Fund and government are not enough to stop further downgrades by international ratings agencies. The latest ratings by Fitch from C to C comes almost a month after the country suffered an earlier downgrade from B- to C. Government is seeking a 3 billion dollar bailout from the IMF to cushion the country from the shocks that have hit the economy. In an interview with City Business News, Dr. Sumin said the focus of the government should be raised to raise revenue internally whilst ensuring expenditure rationalization. I don't think that uh, the discussion or even if an agreement is reached uh, in itself the reason will change when our fiscal situation starts changing start improving. Obviously, um, there's a positive uh, feedback from the visit. It all helps. You know, we are heading in the right direction in terms of uh, coming up with some arrangements. But the rating itself, I'm not sure that the visit will do anything to change the rating. We have to come up with an agreement, come up with a deal with the IMF. And uh, that should be a deal that people should, should be believable that can be implemented. And then, ultimately, Obviously, that should help us to fix the fiscal situation, government finances, raising more revenue, and then maybe doing some expenditure rationalization. If that happens and the economy's outlook starts turning positive, i.e. if growth numbers start improving and the the inflation starts coming down and the the currency becomes stable, then we might see some improvement in terms of the rating. But, you know, we really shouldn't be chasing it. We should seek to solve the problems. Once we solve the problems and the economy is doing better, everything. You heard the economist Dr. Patrick is away from that. Stakeholders in the financial sector are calling for the strict enforcement of the various laws that regulate the space. They are confident that this would sanitize the sector and potentially help stabilize the city. This comes after the Bank of Ghana closed down some forex bureaus in Accra for flouting the laws governing foreign exchange operations. This report has the rest of the story. As part of the exercise by the Bank of Ghana, 76 alleged illegal forex operators were apprehended in Accra last week. This the BOG hopes will help stop all black market practices fueling the city's fast depreciation. The local currency presently trades at about 10 Ghana cities to a dollar, even though the rate stood around 6.5 Ghana cities to the dollar in January. The Bank of Ghana asserts that the illegal actions of these forex operators have contributed to the instability of the city. What do players in the space make of the position of the Bank of Ghana. Financial analyst Jerome Kuse shared his take on this. Even though their activities encourage speculation, that is, it makes it easier for people to buy and hold foreign currency as an investment, as uh, opposed to buying stocks or bonds or other assets. Despite they uh, facilitating that, uh, they are not the cause of the city depreciation, and even arresting all of them will not lead to uh, um, the city uh, reducing its rate of depreciation. Is this move by the Bank of Ghana sustainable? Financial analyst Toma Amihe thinks otherwise. You can't even keep this city up. You have black markets all around the country. Now, you will notice that it was Bank of Ghana's project that led to the police 
doing these raids. Now, the, the, the conventional wisdom is that the police do not attack the black marketeers because they only take that the black marketeers mm. pay them off. Well, that, that is partly true, but the, there's another reason too. You see, the police are understaffed, they're under-resourced. What then could also be done to help check the depreciation of the city in the short to medium term? And so if they start with these low-level people, then it means that they are going to licensed operators next to ensure that they are following all the regulations uh, laid down for them. Maybe they are going to commercial banks next. They are going to exporters next. That is the only benefit in terms of uh, having any impact on the city's depreciation that I can see from this exercise. Now you have a situation where because of the restrictions on what's eligible to go into the formal market, people now go to the black market. If you ease that, you ease the psychological problem which I started my argument with. You tell the father, okay, look, we sometimes estimate the size of the black market. So when the bulk oil distribution companies started going to the black market to source forex to import petroleum products, there were large amounts. The black market was meeting their demand. Now, now, imagine if all that money they were going to take from the black market was on the former market. They wouldn't have needed to go to the black market. Those were financial analysts Jerome Kuse and Toma Amihe ending that report. Let's now join Gideon Amuniche of Data Bank for the latest updates on the bond market. Last week's auction of the 91-day and 182-day bills attracted total demand worth 1.19 billion Ghana cities. The government accepted all bids, which fell short of the auction targets by 10%. The 91-day yield closed the auction higher by 27 basis points week on week to 30.18%, while the 182-day yield increased by 20 basis points week on week to 31.34%. Activity on the Ghanaian secondary bond market slowed down last week, recording an aggregate turnover of 1.45 billion Ghana cities. The data bond bond index declined, increasing its year-to-date loss to 20.50%. That was Gideon Amoniche of Data Bank, and that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Guo, an enterprise life your advantage, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Obudu. Thank you for listening. Have a good business day, and as always, please stay safe. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Seven fourteen. Up next is kickoff. I say nobody but Brought to us by Lecheho. Have you updated your records with Lecheho? Remember that as part of the Bank of Ghana directive, the Ghana card is now the only accepted ID for all financial transactions so get in touch with lecheho and update your records with your ghana card to enable uh, your getting served faster and better send a whatsapp message to 0574 065958 or 0302 208 let's improve lives benjamin nketia is here it's time for kickoff
In the headlines, Ghana's Black Stars take on Nicaragua tonight as they continue preparations for Qatar 2022. In the Ghana Premier League breakroom, Chelsea go top of the table and Watford appoints Levan Bilic as their new head coach. Let's start off with the national team and Ghana's Black Stars. They will take on Nicaragua tonight in Spain as they wrap up the first phase of their preparation for Qatar 2022. The team will be looking to bounce back after suffering a 3-0 defeat to Brazil in their first game. Head coach of the Black Stars is Otoado and he has been sharing some updates on what to expect. Um, yeah, I So I'll be sharing some updates on the Black Stars ahead of tonight's game. And let's get to some other news. And Ghana and Real Ave striker Abdul Aziz Yakubu has set his sights on competing for the national team one day. Now, Yakubu missed out on the spot in the Black Stars squad put together for the friendlies against Brazil and Nicaragua despite a good start to the new football season in Portugal. He has started the campaign on an impressive note by registering five goals and two assists in seven games. Now, the 23-year-old says it will be a dream come true to play at the World Cup with Ghana. The, the, the numbers are, are talking for me, you know, so uh, the, the journalists and uh, pages from, from Ghana, the news, uh, they, 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 they talk about me, you know, so uh, yeah, let's see, let's see, I hope they, they, are, they are following me and I'm dreaming to, to, to play in the national team one day, so I hope this, this will create more uh, awareness for them to look at me and, and hope to get the chance to, 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 to represent the country. I spoke with the assistant coach, he's from my, my city in, in Ghana, he's from Tamale and he, we speak the same language. I spoke with him and, and he, he told me there is a chance I should keep working and week in, week out, so I should keep improving and scoring and That's uh, um, I, I can have a chance. It's a, it's, it will be a dream come true, you know. Growing up as a kid watching the, the Black Stars of Ghana playing, we, we are very happy like watching them, you know. So me being there one day will be a proud moment for me and my family and my, my friends, you know. So yeah, I, I'm dreaming of it. I hope it, it comes through. Abdul Yaziz. Abdul Aziz Yakubu plays for Rio Ave in Portugal. Let's now get to uh World Cup fact series today in Qatar. Now, in today's episode, Evan Tofochumansu throws the spotlight on France's head coach Didier Deschamps, who has won the tournament as a player and also as a tactician. Hiya, hiya, hiya. 
Welcome to today in Qatar. Only one out of the 32 head coaches has a history of winning the World Cup title, and that is head coach of France, Didier Deschamps. He led France's flawless run to win the 2018 World Cup title in Russia after seeing his side beat Croatia 4-2 in the final. Deschamps joined an elite group of individuals to win the World Cup as a player and as head coach after he won the 1998 World Cup on home soil as captain of Le Bleu. Under Deschamps, France played in the 2016 Euro final but lost to Portugal and recently won the UEFA Nations League by beating Spain 2-1 in the final. Deschamps is often criticized for his conservative managerial style despite having a very talented generation of French players. In his playing career, Deschamps started for Juventus and French side Marseille, Nantes and Bordeaux. In Qatar, France has been drawn in Group D with Australia, Denmark and Tunisia. Evanto for Chumansu of City Sports coming through with today's episode of Today in Qatar. Now, Ghana's game against Nicaragua will kick off at 6 p.m. Ghana time. Let's move on to some Ghana Premier League news and break. Chelsea moved to the top of the table following a 1-0 win over Mediama Sporting Club yesterday. Prince Anani scored the only goal of the game in the match with three fixture which was held at the Nana Ajimabidu Park in Doma. Now Chelsea now have seven points after two wins and a draw whilst Mediama uh, suffered their first defeat of the season and they have six points. So let's move on to the camp of Kumasi Kim Faisal and head coach of Kumasi Kim Faisal is Evita Vetanovsky. He has attributed their early struggles in the league to the inexperience of his players. Now the Kumasi Bay club is winless in the league after three uh, match days. The inshallah boys started the campaign with a defeat at Brecum Chelsea followed by a home loss to Adriana and last Saturday setback at the hands of Accra Great Olympics. Now reflecting on Faisal's poor league start, Vetanovsky believes his team need a good result to gain confidence. Always this problem when you when you defeat, how, how to solve the problem. You played maybe the first two games with uh, not so good, with uh, so low energy. With not so in- intensity, we play much better, much better game. Good results will be much more, much more uh, better uh, because we have. Uh, I think I talk talk with Elias. We have uh, many new players, uh, players with uh, not not so experience. They played only third league uh, for the second league, uh, and uh, that uh, all can see uh, in, the, in in field. Sometimes I think some experience or we have some problem. We need. Uh, I think we need one good result and the players will have more confidence, of course. So you had Kim Faisal, head coach Vita Vetanovsky speaking there. Let's move on to some other stuff in Watford. Uh, have fired manager Rob Edwards and have appointed Slevan Bilic as his replacement. Now, Bilic has signed an 18-month contract at Vicarage Road, replacing Edwards who took charge of just 11 matches during a three-month stint at Watford. Now, Edwards was brought in following the club's relegation from the Premier League, having impressed at Forest Green, where he led to, uh, whom he led to the League 2 title. Now, the 39-year-old made a promising start as Watford collected seven points from their opening three games, but after my Managing just one more win since he became the 17th permanent manager to lose his job since the Pozo family took over Watford in 2022. Let's conclude with some boxing and Tyson Fury has declared that he will not be fighting Anthony Joshua because no contract has been signed after he imposed a 5pm deadline uh, yesterday. Now Joshua said over the weekend that he would sign the contract to fight Fury after the WBC issued uh, the, the WBC champion issued an ultimatum. Now if they 
uh, to put together their all-British uh, heavyweight battle this year. Now, Fury, who initially called for Joshua to sign a contract by uh, Monday 5 p.m., returned uh, to his social media to state that Joshua uh, had flouted uh, his ultimatum and that he is walking away from the deal. Well, guys, it's official. D-Day has come and gone. It's gone past five o'clock Monday. No contract has been signed. It's officially over for Joshua. He's now out in the cold with the wolf pack. Forget about it. Always needing of the minerals to fight the Gypsy King. Good luck with your career and your life. End of. So you had Tyson Fury speaking there, bringing an end to uh, kickoff. My name is Benjamin Nketia. Kickoff was brought to us by the Sheho, the small sports at citysportsonline.com. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation.
734. This is the City Breakfast Show on City 97.3 FM. Sending your thoughts and comments on the number 0549-986-996. It's a morning where the economy has dominated a lot of the headlines. IMF is in town. There's talk of debt restructuring. What do all of those things mean anyway? And the people need cash in their pockets. So what does what does it mean? The IMF is in town. Does it mean we'll get more cash? Less cash? Will things get better or worse? All this talk of debt restructuring. What exactly does it mean for everybody? Let's hear from you, 0549-986-996. Are you hopeful that things will get better soon? Before we get into that, there were a few birthdays coming in. Happy 50th birthday to Mr. Paddy Obed Jabba. Uh, the message is wishing you God's abundant grace and mercies as you celebrate many more of his blessings from your mates old tom 91 year group another one coming in and it starts with a, a scripture from the bible it says genesis 2 18 it is not good that man should be alone i will make him a help mate this is my true help the wind beneath my wings the powerhouse of my energy my sister my spouse love you to the moon and back for all the love the fun the fights and the commitment to this union happy birthday roda na shome noi akwada from davidson nanayawa and all the children and from selom and henrietta as well Don't be on a me one, oh, mm, 
messages coming in this one says may okay happy birthday to miss paulina akosia osai a doom of the snit head office pay, payment department says you are a true companion and a great woman have an unforgettable birthday with lots of love it's coming from a dear friend that's how the message has been signed a dear friend mm. this one says happy birthday dd dd uh, your birthday is a reminder of grace Oh, and uh, grace of God and mercy. Happy birthday, lawyer Gloria Dede, office of the AG Cofredia from Isaac Berima. This one says, Happy birthday to Dr. Ashley Milton of She Grows It Consultancy from your friends at the Economic Think Tank Africa. Now, do you care about your engine? Whatever you drive, whatever the conditions, we have the right motor oil for your vehicle. At the heart of every performing and long-lasting engine, there is a Shell motor oil. Formulated with the most exclusive cutting-edge gas to liquid technology that transforms gas into a pure oil, Shell motor oils keep your engine clean, stronger, smoother, and gives a longer oil change interval. Visit any Shell station to choose from your from our complete range of products and enjoy the benefit of additional checks on your vehicle for free Shell Lubricants designed for ultimate engine performance do you want the respect acknowledgement and opportunities that come with being ranked amongst Ghana's top businesses then we've got great news for you with the prestigious Ghana Club 100 is back and it's currently open for entries remember on the 14th of October that's when they have their grand awards night so if you want to be part of this, visit gipc.gov.gh slash blog and fill out the form. And if your company meets the requirement, you're in. The deadline for submission has been extended to the 30th of September. For more info, you can contact GIPC on 0244877583, on 0544332086, or send an email to pr at gipc.gov.gh. Imperial General Assurance is uh, informing all their customers that the office or the head office has relocated from the Wafas Plaza on the ring road to number 10 First Nola Street, Laboni. The GPS address is GL-028-0727. You can call Imperial General Assurance on 0577-667-43628 for all your insurance needs. Or visit their website, imperialgeneral.com or follow them on their social media handles. Imperial General Assurance, solid protection. 
and opt for an easier, faster way to self-register your Airtel Tigo SIM with the GH SIM Self-Reg app. Now you can easily register your Airtel Tigo number from the comfort of your home, your office, or wherever you are. Just you and the GH SIM Self-Reg app. Just download the app from the Google Play Store, set up your account by entering your Airtel Tigo number, your email address, full name, and four-digit PIN, then log in your new account, follow all the prompts, and make a payment of five CDs via your AT Money wallet or any bank card to complete your SIM registration. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now and register your Airtel Tigo number today. Airtel Tigo, life is simple. And it's the season of discounts in the Samsung Blue Tag Sale. Get 50 to 500 CDs off handsets like the Samsung Galaxy A13, A23, and A53. We're also giving huge price drops on HD, FHD, Smart, and Crystal UHD 4K TVs, one-door and two-door fridges, 1.5 to 2.5 horsepower split air conditioners, as well as the Samsung Blue Tag Sale. It's from 10th to 30th September in all Samsung shops nationwide. Great leader have been so crucial today more than ever. Are you an accomplished leader or an emerging leader and desire to see great leadership on the continent? Then join Live to Lead conference for a full day leadership event. It's organized by the John Maxwell Company, live from Atlanta, Georgia, and simulcasted across the globe on the theme, Leading with Integrity for the Common Good. World-class speakers are John C. Maxwell, the world-acclaimed number one leadership ep- expert and best-selling author, Mr. Patrick Ewa, who's the president of Ashesi University, Patricia Obonai, who's CEO of Vodafone Ghana, Uncle Ebo White, the renowned playwright, Gwyneth Addo, the CEO of the Hair Center, and Kathleen Addy, who's the chairperson of the NCCE. There are other international speakers as well. It's on Friday, the 7th of October. Uh, it's virtual on LeaderPass platform. It's 799 Ghana CDs only for you to sign up to hear all of these great speakers. Call 0546-665-826 or go to livetoleadghana.com. Partners are Goldfields, the Multimedia Group, Village of Hope, Global Share Alliance, Ecobank, Stambic Bank, KPMG, Hollard, APSA and UBA. Live to Lead is brought to you in Ghana by CTL Africa, Yalpebi Team and SJA Consult. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation.
46. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Let's hear from you on 0549-986-996. This one says, Happy birthday to my lovely wife who's bringing so much joy to my heart. I'm thankful for every moment we spend together and I wish our happiness never ends. More grace, more blessings, more years. Happy birthday, Tilly. That's coming from... My very good friend Ajman Prempe to his wife Matilda Ajman Prempe, who's a nurse at 3E Medical Center, Red Top, West Hills. Hello, my people. Godfather and Koku. This morning, did you guys notice the, th- the thread in a lot of the papers we read? Mm. And a lot of the online stories we did. Sika. Mm. Sika. <laughs> cash. 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 Who's the greatest Sika high life musician? Like, because we can talk about money. We need to find some this morning. Between Lumba. Chika and Yemoja. That's the first song that came to my mind. Pat Thomas is Sika Lumba has a Sikasem. Right? Yeah. Um, the other songs. I have to think about the IMF. I have to think about the greatest Sika song we've heard. I mean, you can play or because the whole morning is Sika. And then for the newbies, there's Kweku Flick and his friends. Kweku Darlington and his friends. They did but but you're right though like if you look at all the morning papers um if you go online it's all about money and that's because ghana doesn't have a lot of it um debt is massive we've always known about the debt at the moment i think we are looking at we are 40 billion dollars as said last month or so that's our public debt that's 78 uh, percent gdp like uh, it's crazy um, IMF showed up yesterday for the first round of formal engagements, um, explained what they are coming to do here, and still have people asking questions. And then uh, the, prior to the arrival, uh, the news that the government was considering a sit-down with local investors to look at you know, debt restructuring, the local currency side of it. And that also seems to have thrown... Uh, the system out of whack a bit mm-hmm. because uh, it looks like 
the markets have not handled that news well. If you look at the graphic business today, it talks of uh, T-bills, for instance, mm -hmm. suffering uh, low turnover or something mm -hmm. over there. You know, So th there's a lot happening. Mm -hmm. um, APSA, the bank, issued a forecast as well on Ghana mm -hmm. that... Uh, explains their position on quite a few things and what they expect. Mm -hmm. And the thing is this, look, the city is not, it's very fragile right now. And I'm being, even being generous. It's, it's, the government has tried to paint it over as much as it can, but it's pretty clear the city is not in a good place. I was listening to, a, we've done several reports from people, you know, cost of living is high, inflation is ridiculous mm -hmm. all over the place. We have problems. People don't have money. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. And you, you you can look at it from the IMF perspective. That's at the high end, or you can look at it from I can't buy a mirror at Abusio kind to fix my 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 car. Yeah. Either way, you are affected. I'm so glad you just said that, right? Because one of the questions I have is, you you gave us two, let's say, extremes. Yeah. Kind of right. And there's a lot of technical lingo being bandied about, especially yeah. in the upper echelons of power and, you know, these high-powered meetings with international organizations that are supposed things. to help us restructure. <laughs> so my question is, for the average Ghanaian, or for maybe the average farmer in the Bono region, or for the average trader mm. in Uti, or, how how does all of this discussion affect them? Do they even know or care about it? Do they even understand? Because, you know, in other jurisdictions, when they're talking about the financial crises or let's say what's happening in the UK right now where the pound is sliding to meet the dollar and Kwesi Kwarteng is coming under a lot of criticism, you know, he just got into office, fine. But it's very relatable to the masses or the general public because of the way it's equated, the problems are equated to everyday life. So someone knows, oh, interest rates are going to go up by this percent. Automatically, someone's like, oh, geez, my mortgage is now going to be this much. Or, you know, it's, it's, it just seems as though it's a bit more consumer-friendly dialogue and discussion or relatable. Mm -hmm. Whereas in our part of the world, it's almost like the discussion and the narrative is so technical that it excludes head, yeah. a lot of people from really grasping what's happening mm -hmm. and how it affects all of us. We know we can't afford anything right now. We know that our pockets are being hit. We know that things are expensive. Cost of living is going up. But with this whole issue of, oh, Ghana's, our, our Fitch has downgraded our rating to double C. Um, IMF is trying to restructure our, our debts. Uh, um, we don't qualify to take any more. Do you, do you understand? How... How does what the average person? What does it mean to the average person? All of that talk on that level, you know, how how does it trickle down to the average person's understanding of the situation we're in? Why things are affecting us so negatively, and what the prospects are for getting out of this and getting better? Do you understand? I, I just think there's a disconnect. Yeah, and it's a well, bit, uh, yeah. The, the, there's been um, there's been criticism of the communication on this from some quarters, yeah. um, but I also think we in the media have a responsibility in that regard what to yes. break it down yeah to break it down that's what we that's what we are supposed to do because the politicians mm. are going to make it as complicated as possible to, <laughs> so that you don't understand what is going on mm. that is what they will do 
They don't want you to understand. If you understand, you are... 99% you, you, of us are not panic. economists. Do you, you understand? Panic. <laughs> 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 we're already... We're already... We're already... It's a certain... But you, you will panic more if you understood it even better. <laughs> so, let me bring it up about our heads. But I think we, we, we are in a position to explain some of the things, even with uh, our limited understanding. But what we can also do is bring people who understand oh, yeah, who, yes, so they can who have the knowledge explain. to better explain to people what it means that the IMF is in town and um, normally I like uh, just for instance on the IMF so yesterday uh, no two days ago actually uh, they issued their uh, key questions on Ghana prior to their arrival so I'm just going to quickly run through that so mm-hmm. that everybody understands what okay. is happening with the IMF and then maybe we'll take it from that perspective so okay. Um, the IMF uh, on this on twenty September twenty five mm-hmm. um, issued this, and their first question they asked is: Have discussions on an IMF supported economic program started? Okay. What are the next steps and possible timing for an IMF program? And their response is that the International Monetary Fund stands ready to assist Ghana in restoring macroeconomic stability, anchoring debt sustainability. From, uh, promoting inclusive and sustainable growth and addressing the impact of the war in Ukraine and the lingering COVID-19 pandemic. Okay. Following several visits in recent months to engage with authorities on their homegrown reform program, Broader Stakeholders Consultation, an IMF staff team will visit Accra starting on September 26 to continue discussions on policies and reforms mm-hmm. that could be supported by an IMF lending arrangement. IMF staff will also further engage with other stakeholders. Can the IMF confirm reports that Ghana is seeking a three-year extended credit facility? Now, this is key information. So, the extended credit facility explains what kind of program Ghana is looking at. IMF, as we don't have different programs. So, and you can then know that, okay, extended credit facility is perhaps what Ghana is considering. And it says, the extended credit facility is the fund's main tool. Mm-hmm. For medium-term support to countries facing protracted balance of payment problems, mm-hmm. similar to Ghana's, mm-hmm. the duration of such arrangement is between three to four years and extendable to five years. So we are looking at between three to five four five. years, extendable to five, to five years. This so it, is it starts we are on three. On three, you could possibly go to four. four. Hmm. and extendable to five. Ghana requested a similar arrangement in 2014, which lasted four years. However, the level of access and the final program design is ultimately decided by the IMF Executive Board. Since negotiations for the program are starting now, it is too early to comment on the final form the program will take. Then says, why is Ghana requesting mm-hmm. an IMF program? Key question. Mm-hmm. Ghana's fiscal and debt vulnerabilities are worsening fast amid an increasingly difficult external environment. During the COVID-19 pandemic, Ghana's public debt increased from 65% to 80% of GDP. At the same time, the government's fiscal efforts to preserve debt sustainability were not seen as sufficient by investors, leading to credit uh, credit rating downgrades, non-resident investors' exit from the domestic bond market, and loss of access to international capital markets. These adverse developments, further exacerbated by the price and supply chain shocks from the war in Ukraine, have led to a large exchange rate depreciation, Mm -hmm. a surge in inflation, which is 29%. 
percent year-on-year inflation in june and pressure on foreign exchange reserves in the past months in this context the government has requested assistance from the imf and we have kick-started the initial discussions on how best to address ghana's challenges an imf supported program aims to provide space for ghana to implement policies which will restore macroeconomic stability and anchor debt sustainability while protecting the most vulnerable parts of the population. It should help create the conditions for inclusive and sustainable growth and job creation. This will help strengthen policy credibility, alleviate exchange rate pressures, and provide catalytic effect on financing. The next question they ask is, (laughs) what type of program is Ghana eligible for? And this, on this particular question, it says that the IMF's various lending instruments are tailored to different types of balance of payments need, as well as the specific circumstances of a member country. Then refers us to the IMF lending webpage for different types of BOP. We are discussing with the Ministry of Finance and the Central Bank about the type of facility that will best fit Ghana's needs mm. by way of background the previous arrangement in ghana was a three-year ecf which is an extended credit facility between 2015 2018 which was extended by a year to april 2019 they then talk about it's a program the result of the spillover from the war in ukraine Mm -hmm. the war in ukraine has triggered a global economic shock that is hitting ghana at a time when the government's room for maneuver is already greatly limited. Mm. The shock compounds other pressing policy challenges, including debt vulnerabilities, COVID-19 pandemics, social and economic legacy, and the ongoing tightening of global monetary policy conditions, which increases the cost of international borrowing. Two, the next question they ask is, what will be the objectives of an IMF program with Ghana? The goal of the government's homegrown program which will be supported by IMF financing, is to restore macroeconomic stability and anchor debt sustainability, support the credibility of government's policies, restore confidence in the central bank's ability to manage inflation and accumulate foreign exchange reserves to help the currency withstand headwinds. Specifically on the fiscal sector, an important policy objective will be to increase revenues, which is why we are seeing GRE at everybody's shop door. <laughs> critical for debt sustainability while safeguarding spending on health, education, and social protection. And then the last question before Danike kicks me out <laughs> Does Ghana need debt restructuring? Mm-hmm. Which is a conversation we also have because that's also come up big. The question Does Ghana need yes. debt restructuring? And then okay, when will the a new debt sustainability assessment be published? It says that when a member country requests financing from the IMF. Mm-hmm. The fund assesses whether the country's policies are consistent with debt sustainability. This assessment is based on a debt sustainability assessment conducted jointly by the IMF and World Bank to determine whether the government is able to meet all its current and future payment obligations. The DSA mm-hmm. is further looking and consider steps taken by the member to ensure sustainability over the medium term. In cases where a country's debt is assessed as unsustainable, the IMF is precluded from providing financing unless the member takes steps to restore debt sustainability, including by seeking a debt restructuring from its creditors. Sounds familiar. The IMF and World Bank still needs to conduct a thorough update 
of the debt situation through a new DSA, which will then be presented to our executive board when it considers the authority's program request. And says, as a background, the last DSA published in the 2021 Article 4 staff report concluded that, quote, public debt was sustainable, conditional on a rigorous and credible implementation of the authority's medium-term consolidation plan to put debt on a declining trajectory and ensure continued market access. Suffice to say, this code is now moot because we were clearly unable to halt our debt trajectory and we have not had access to the market. Danny mm. welcome. Thank you, Godfrey. So, <laughs> we'll get into more of this and find out what exactly it means in simple terms. But up next is tech and social media trends. And the segment is proudly brought to us by... Ikel Bank. You can shop online or in-store using our range of debit and prepaid cards, Visa, MasterCard, and GH Link. Additionally, our app and CalNet, CalNet solutions support you and your business to perform all your transactions, including regulatory payments to government via the Ghana.gov platform. It's a one-stop shop. To learn more about digital solutions and discount partners, call 0800-500-500. CalBank, forward together. It's also brought to you by Vodafone. Now, if you've ever tried sending money or paying a bill and you receive a message saying insufficient balance, say hello to Vodafone Cash Overdraft. It's a new and innovative service. It enables you to complete your Vodafone Cash transactions by allowing you to access additional funds needed to complete the transaction. Dial star 110 hash, select option 5 and follow the prompts to opt in. Vodafone, further together. And Mr. Cranting is ready with the segment. Mr. K. Hi, Nathan. Hello. Yeah, and Daddy Luma is in the trends. He's trending alongside Freedom. DL. <laughs> DL. He's trending. Mm. Uh, doesn't he have a new song out? No. Mm-mm. And some small confusion around the Global Citizen Festival. So what happened? Yes. You see, Stormzy performed wearing a Daddy Lumba t-shirt. Yeah. Yes, and Daddy Lumba um, acknowledged it. He thanked uh, Stormzy for, for that gesture. Oh, okay. But the creators of the t-shirt, the ones who uh, made the t-shirt, Free the Youth, um, they were not too happy that um, Ghanaian bloggers, journalists were not giving them credit for the t-shirt. So they were going at the media men. How are we supposed to know? are also saying that, first of all, how are we supposed to know? Second of all, have you s- sought um, permission from Daddy Lumba to use his face? Have they? That's the question. That's have the they? big question. Have they? That's have the they confirmed? Question. They haven't confirmed yet. Do they know DL? <laughs> That's what everyone that's, is saying. That's, what that's, that's what it is. It's a legendary DL. DL. No, DL. <laughs> so right now, Daddy Lumba, <laughs> as we are discussing money, that man don't play with no money. <laughs> Daddy Lumba, high inflation. You want to make money from check. Lumba? You I'm want to you. make money <laughs> off Daddy? <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> also in the trends. So they have not answered the question whether they saw. Not yet. Permission. Not yet. Not yet. Has DL seen that somebody made the T-shirt and not Stormzy? DL hasn't seen yet. He hasn't seen that uh, Free the Youth made the T-shirt. He has just seen that uh, Stormzy was wearing the T-shirt. Yeah. Somebody will choke. Somebody will choke. Ah, Trevor. People already choke. 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 People already then a portion of the interview was cut out and mm-hmm. pushed out into the public. Mm-hmm. 
and the way it was pushed out. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was very malicious and intentional. Mm-hmm. And I say malicious and intentional because it wasn't a video interview. It was a text interview. And if there's a text interview, there was a conditional word in one of the statements he made. The word may. Okay? Mm-hmm. He says, may. Once you use the word may, it means conditional. Uh-huh. It was very 50, well at 50 50. Uh-huh. It is not uh, cast in stone. He used the word me. Uh-huh. People have edited the word, they made word me uh-huh. out of the quotes and have pushed it out, uh-huh. making it look like Andrea, you said that senior players have an advantage and it's like senior players will go to the World Cup. No. In fact, if you read the full answer to that question, uh-huh. he stated clearly he is not the coach. In fact, the question was, he was asked about the new players in the team and whether or not mm-hmm. you will strengthen the team. And then if you remember Ghana's issue with Kevin Prince Boatin. Yes. Yes. The day you stressed on the importance of the new players having the right mentality to play for Ghana. Yeah. He says it's not just about your club form but you must come with a good mentality ready to sweat for the shirt of Ghana. Mm-hmm. And if you are coming like that then I welcome you. Then he says apart from the senior players who may have an advantage nobody Nobody's place in uh-huh. the team is guaranteed. Okay. The team is very competitive. So what does that tell? It's trendy. What does that tell you? No. It's telling you that. Calm down. It's telling you that. No comment. No. He's saying that. Let me learn. This is my segment. He's saying that when Andrea, you is simply saying that. And you see, if you look around, let's not be malicious. If you look around, every senior player, experienced players, usually have advantage when it comes to international football. Yeah. He's saying that there are some of them who may have an advantage. Like he, the captain, he may have an advantage. He's, he's, he's not, the coach is not going to look at a young player, look at Andrea you and measure them on the same scale, which is facts. Do you understand? But apart from that, the team is very competitive. So if you read that thing and you import what he's saying and you intentionally misconstrue it and leave out the word me, that is not fair. Ghana has a game today. Ghana has a game today, and we are intentionally trying to create uproar around the team. It is not fair at all. What's your next trend? You can come later on the show when because I'm you will get, we'll get to, we'll get to that. Kweku Flick is also trending. What Kweku is Kweku Flick saying? So right it's his segment. Right after Andrea, you dropped the uh-huh. thing and people had intentionally done what they wanted to do. Kweku Flick also posted on. He says he's releasing a new uh, Black Stars Cheer song for the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you? Uh, oh, me, I like it. You lie. But the way people are doing, yeah. Kudus day, kudus day, kudus game. Wait, do we have the song? He's now here too. He just dropped. He just dropped a snippet. We don't have the snippet. Sports Panorama will get full access. We'll get. We'll give it. We'll give it a Friday. Jordan, are you ready? Are you ready? No, I like the song. I like it. What else? More fire. In some tech news, Apple CEO Tim Cook. Mm-hmm. He's urging women to enter tech. He says there are not enough women on the table. He says that. Um, technology will not achieve nearly what we could achieve if they don't have a diverse workspace. So uh, more women should enter tech. You know what? Um, Ivy Bali, she's mm-hmm. a Ghanaian. She's advocating for more women to enter tech. Mm-hmm. So there's a space for them. So need to push and then take advantage of it. All right. That was tech and social media trends. Brought to us by Cowbank and Vodafone.
Christy, how long have we been doing this business? Oh, just about. Hey, Christy, stop. How long are we going to stay calling ourselves small businesses? Oh, but small, small. Christy, the small is enough. It's our time, oh. Let's move forward. The volumes you are doing now are okay. But imagine doing more. You can expand this warehouse, bring in more brands. Look, it's time, Christy. Let's grow. Hey, but where are you going? To Cow Bank. Christy, I said it's our oh, time. wait for me, eh? Yes, woman, it's your time to grow with Cow Bank Women's Banking. With specialized products and services, get easy access to funds for the import and clearing of goods, invoice discounting and funds for local purchase orders to keep the cash flowing and your business growing. Sign up for Cow Bank Women's Banking today. Let's take your business to the next level. Woman, it's your time. Cow Bank forward together. Tell you, some things can be very painful, eh? like hitting your toe against the corner of a table. I I pain. Or a failed cash transaction because of insufficient funds. Hey. But that's where Vodafone Cash Overdraft will help you shop life regardless. Yeah. Vodafone Cash Overdraft is the latest innovation that adds to your Vodafone Cash wallet when your balance is not enough to pay for your Vodafone transactions. Just dial star 110 hash. Select option Option 5 to opt in. Now, let's say you won't buy 50 cities monthly data where you get only 30 cities for your Vodafone Cash Wallet. You will get a notification saying you can access additional funds to complete your transaction. You accept the offer. Done. Overdraft. Oh, say yeah. Oh, yeah. The new Vodafone Cash Overdraft service allows you to access additional funds to complete your Vodafone Cash transaction. Be it paying for your broadband subscription, buying airtime, or mobile data, or even sending money. Terms and Conditions apply. Vodafone. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS.
915. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Send us your thoughts on 0549-986-996. It's an economy heavy morning. We'll try and get to the people who know the economics so they can explain things better to all of us. Bakuga has a few things to tell us before we proceed. Yep, I'm going to tell you about the Richoko essay competition. If you've got Ooh. kids yearning for a chance to bring their creative thoughts to life, uh, and, or maybe you're looking for a platform to contribute towards the national education discourse, then Richoko, your favorite cocoa beverage made from the finest Ghanaian cocoa, is back with the national essay competition. Hooray! It's an opportunity for all junior high and upper primary pupils across the country to contribute towards issues of national interest while standing the chance to win amazing cash prizes for themselves and their schools. There's a total of 100,000 Ghana cities in cash prizes up for grabs. Amazing, right? Well, to, to participate, one, write an essay describing five things you would have the Minister of Education do to improve access to basic education in Ghana if mm. you meet him in your school's upcoming trip to the ministry. Okay. Two, the essays must be handwritten, not less than 750 words for junior high pupils and 600 words for upper primary. Three, submit your essay along with empty packs of either Richoko 1 kilogram or 500 gram or five packs of Richoko 20 grams to select advantage points across the country. Four, include your complete contact information. Five, the top five essays in each category will be selected for the final event. And six, all finalists get to be rewarded with cash prizes with the ultimate winners in each category going home with a cash prize of 10,000 Ghana cities each mm. and another 10,000 for their respective schools. Seven, 24 essays that don't make it to the final will equally be selected and rewarded with cash prizes. Mm. And eight, deadline for submission of entries is the 19th of November, 2022. Okay. Please visit the Cadbury Richoko Facebook and Instagram pages for more information on the competition. And you want to deposit cash at your convenience? You can now deposit your cash at select Zenith Bank ATMs nationwide. Simply visit Zenith Heights, East Legon, Techi Plaza, Spintex Road, Ahujo Sunyani, and the Tamale branches of Zenith Bank to deposit your cash at a Zenith Bank ATM. Cash deposits via Zenith Bank ATMs are fast, easy, and convenient. Zenith Bank, in your best interest. Now, from September 28 to 30 at the Kempinski Hotel Gold Coast City in Accra, GEPCON 2022 will be happening. Now, it's the Ghana International Petroleum Conference and it's bringing together um, regulators and downstream industry stakeholders from across the West African sub region to talk about governmental policy and regulatory framework. The theme is energy transition in the African petroleum downstream context, prospects, challenges, and the way forward. The Vice President, His Excellency Alaji Dr. Mahmoud Baumia will be there. Honorable Minister for Energy Dr. Matthew Poku Prempe will also be there. GEPCON 2022 is being organized by the NPA in collaboration with the Chamber of Bulk Oil Distributors under the auspices of the Ministry of Energy and the African Refiners and Distributors Association. For more info, you can visit gipcon.com, G-H-I-P-C-O-N.com. So earlier, Godfrey was reading very interesting questions or FAQs really in relation to Ghana's uh, latest um, work or interaction with the, the IMF. We've had several of those. The latest one with the IMF. So that's those were the key questions Godfrey was reading from the IMF perspective just to mm. highlight a few things. Uh, one of the main 
angles of this is debt. Ghana's debt levels are very, very high. Domestic debt is very huge. The public debt, sorry, is very, very huge. And the director of the Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research is Professor Peter Corte. Um, is worried that Ghana's debt levels may pose a challenge um, in its move for IMF support. Now, acknowledging that the IMF has various support schemes the country could benefit from, uh, Professor Corte expressed concern over the unsustainable debt levels of the country. Yeah, so, this is an ability to basically try to look at how you're able to pay your debt like over a year. So, we look at your total debt as a proportion of your income, your GDP. So should you use all your income to settle your debt? Would you, what is the percentage? What, what is the ratio? And currently, I think we are looking at somewhere around 80%. What it means is that if we use all our GDP or income to settle our debt, and that will be 80% of, of that uh, proportion. Our debt is 80% of our GDP. We also use export. Uh, revenue or growth in export revenue as a proportion of uh, debt, as a proportion of uh, um, export revenue. We also look at that uh, debt as a proportion of your total revenue uh, generated. Uh, how much of your revenue can you use to settle uh, tax revenue, for instance, to settle debt? So these are basically ways by which we can tease or ascertain whether you have the resources to settle your debt. Of course, debt is not settled in one year. But you just want to see how should the need arise that your debtors say, I want my money, can you settle that within a year? So those are basically the kind of analysis that are done. And for IMF, they require that you should have a sustainable debt level or a plan, uh, a medium-term plan to ensure that your debt levels become sustainable. 80%. Now, if we take that out, we may not even be able to pay wages is that what we can call sustainable clearly that cannot be a sustainable debt level so in that instance what would the advice be that how, how do we deal with such a situation where 80 percent of our total revenue is used to pay back debts we are left with a huge deficit aren't we yes of course the total 80 uh, percent of our total gdp or our total income or output uh, will be used to settle debt that is if we are to settle. We are required to settle within one year. But most often, our debts are not settled within a year. Some twenty-five years, ten years, depending on the type of debt. You know. But this sustainability analysis are done each time. The IMF and the World Bank have been doing this. They have been doing this for time past. Right from 2013, 2012, they have been sounding this warning that our debt sustainability threshold is not uh, good. We are at a risk of debt distress. Um, anything above 60% raises the red flag. So you can push it to 70, but when it's 50%, you are basically hitting the threshold. And you ought to be careful. Otherwise, you could have challenges. You see, they bring this out so that when you are hit with any shock, like we are in currently, you can respond to some level of borrowing, pushing yourself. But currently, we have hit the threshold. So going to borrow has become tough for us. That is why when you hit 60%, debt GDP ratio is 60%, they sound the warning that should anything happen, you should be able to reach out to external creditors or borrowers to borrow to cushion yourself. If you hit the threshold, that becomes very 
challenging for you to to be able to come out of the challenge you know, or the uh, uh, whatever pandemic or whatever uh, uh, shock that you are faced with. Now, the IMF program is it strictly considered borrowing, and would that be granted to us, considering how bad our books are looking? And IMF brings to the table several things. It's not just borrowing. Of course, they give us balance of payment support, so we can be able to manage our um, imports, etc., and we have the reserves to be able to import, enhance our import cover, etc. IMF also brings in technical support. We, as a member of the IMF, even if we are not in the program, the IMF will give you technical support where they come and advise. And they will be coming around advising us on how to look at our macro, which areas of uh, economy we can raise taxes and, and, and so on and so forth. So it doesn't just come with borrowing. It also comes with credibility. It is like the headmaster or the, the big boy is in the house. When you have your under IMF program, uh, investors are confident. They know that they will ensure that we do the right thing. That some of the things, the hard choices that our government say, but they are not able to do. Under IMF program, once you agree, you set out the parameters, they ensure you meet them. So it, it, this program brings credibility. It brings uh, money, uh, foreign inflows, as well as it ensures that you, you achieve macro stability. And on top of that, you get technical support, technical advice, or technical assistance. Now, at the end of the day, this DC, DSA is going to be the basis for which we are granted the support we ask for or not. Is that correct? It's part of the conditions. And and I'm sure, um, granted that even our debt ratio is high, IMF will not say that reduce it today, tomorrow. They want to see a plan. They want to see a credible plan that will ensure that in the next two, three years, be able to reduce your debt to sustainable level. So this, this is definitely a discussion. Um, um, in the past, several decades ago, we saw IMF as a top-bottom approach. Now we see them more engaging. They, they come, you submit your policies or homegrown policies, they look at it, they advise, and they just give and take, and, and gradually there is a compromise. It is only when the government uh, 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 then has a kind of posture that is not able to dialogue, it's not able to see to certain things, then then there is that, that stalemate and they may perhaps say, if you don't do it, then I'm out. You know, But that is the last last uh, resource, that is the last thing that may happen. Oftentimes you see this dialogue uh, going on and, and then a, um, a program is fashioned out. So that was uh, Professor Peter Korte, uh, Director of ESA at the University of Ghana. Essentially, you know, painting a very interesting picture of what typically would happen when the IMF, or t- what typically happens mm-hmm. when the IMF shows up. They will have a look at your books, mm-hmm. put it in order, assess your plans, assess your policies, guide you as to what you should do, what, what you shouldn't do. Most often is what most countries in this tough situation, you have almost no choice really than to listen to the IMF. But another interesting bit that um, Professor Cortez said that that struck me, Godfrey and and Kokui, that the warnings had been coming in from about 2012. Very interesting. So I wonder 
is it that we did not listen to the warnings or the situations were so tough that we found ourselves sinking deeper and deeper and deeper until we got here i don't know i mean i'm asking i'm asking a very genuine question no, I, I get that you're asking a very genuine question, but is it a rhetorical one? Yes. Because I don't think I have the answer for you. Yeah. But Ooh, I, I'm just I think thinking. those in the the corridors of financial power in this country maybe could answer that better than than I could at least. But um, obviously, there's something we have not done right in the, over the past decade, and it's biting us now. Um, we are back in talks with the Almighty IMF, and we literally have no cards to play i don't think we have to just sit back and see what comes out of the negotiations but again hey i'm not a financial economic expert you know i i consider myself a lay person like the majority of people in this country who just want to understand why um our expenditure has pretty much doubled over the past year and there doesn't seem to be an end in sight and we're hoping that whatever comes out of this negotiation ends up benefiting us such that our income and expenditure look a bit better in the near future and, and kind of balance each other out as opposed to what we're experiencing now, which is a very, very tough situation and being squeezed everywhere you turn. And that is not sustainable. Hmm. All right. They're still listening to the city breakfast show. We'll, uh, we'll get to some insight in a bit there, but uh, GCB saying, look, if your account has been inactive in the last two years, come and reactivate your account. Do that with your Ghana card and you are good to go. GCB Bank, PLC, your bank for life. Now, if you want to be part of Ghana's Club 100, visit gipc.gov.gh slash blog. There's a form there. Fill that form and then submit that and on the 14th of October. They have a grand awards night. You can get in touch with them, pr at gipc.gov.gh or call them on 0244-877-583 or 0544-332-086. Let's get to the line. Let's speak to Dr. Theo Echampon. He's an economist and a risk analyst, and I'm sure he can provide some uh, clarity and break things down so the ordinary person can understand. Uh, Doc, good morning. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Good morning, my brother. I hope you are doing well. well. We are very fine. Thank you so, so much um, for joining us. This morning, a lot of the uh, portals, papers are talking about debts and IMF and all. Let's start off from a very simple question. All this talk about debt restructuring, what does it mean? In simple terms, what does debt restructuring mean? Especially as we are having talks with the IMF now. Um, so, um, I like the statement that your colleague, the lady made earlier uh, in terms of the, the, the debit and the credit. Uh, in simple terms, we have lived beyond our means or borrowed beyond our means, and therefore we are not in a position where we are able to uh, service all the, uh, the debt that we owe. So, what I mean by that is both the principal and the interest repayments on that debt um, it's becoming a bit more or increasingly challenging for the country. So it's like you going to the bank or the financial institution to, to take money, right? And um, uh, getting to the point where you're unable to make that monthly direct debit or repayment scheme. And the bank, you walk into the bank or talk to your bank manager and decide that, well, can we work out some sort of new scheme that allows me to still repay or even, you know, uh, if the bank will be willing to uh, write off some of those um, 
uh, loans that that I owe. It, that's really what debt restructuring more or less means uh, in in this. Okay, that that's a very uh, interesting uh, way to 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 put it. So now that we are here and we are having a a conversation with um, the IMF, um, you've mentioned the importance of this. So one, how how will this happen with the IMF? And two, should we get here? What will that mean for various people? What will that mean for one? the local banks and what that mean for the ordinary person who is struggling to get money into their purse or, or wallet okay so yeah you're right we can take it in a, in a couple of steps but the, the the first step really is that many a time the debt restructuring is one of the conditions for accessing any um, imf funding and here i make reference to what happened recently um in in zambia uh, where they defaulted on their debt but as far back as November of 2020 during the pandemic. Um, and they wanted to get an IMF program, right, as well. Uh, but the IMF actually set a, a hard condition where they had to restructure uh, particularly their um, external debt. So the bid that they owe to uh, foreign creditors, Eurobonds, just like Ghana um, and international creditors, before the IMF could formally sign off on the on the program, so um, very much like in Zambia in our case, the the restructuring talks would need to happen parallel to or on the side uh, before even the program itself would need to to start because the IMF would lend or give you money and commence a program with you when they only knew that you are in a position to sort of repay that money back. Other than that, it's just pouring money down uh, down the basket. But then, of course, there are the, the implications of this for, um, uh, for, for a number of us, especially when it comes to the, the talk that we're hearing within the media circles uh, or reports that it's, we're not only going to be dealing with the foreign debt or the external debt component, but also some sort of restructuring of the of the domestic debt um and there's even talk about some sort of discount or some will call haircut um uh, which will come from such a restructuring exercise the worry that many of us have is that the restructuring of the debt or the domestic debt especially needs to be carefully thought through because of the potential impact that it will have um, in terms of posing systematic risk for our domestic, you know, banking sector. So let me just give you quickly give you some numbers to put things into uh, into into context. Where um, in the in the domestic um, setup, we have the total um, uh, debt being about 26 billion, right? Um, so so let's let's look at it this way: the total public debt of the country as of June was 54 billion dollars, or Okay. 78% of our total economic output, as we call GDP. External debt was 28%, 28 billion of that, and then the domestic debt was 26 billion of that. So roughly about half and half, right, okay. uh, of each. Um, and then when you break that domestic debt down, um, you do have a heavy concentration of that debt within the... Um, the banking uh, setup, right, uh, in the 
in the in the country. So uh, as much as um, fifty percent of of that debt is held within the banking sector. Okay, Doc, just 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 a second, just a second, Ghana. just a second. I just wanted to understand something. Now, if you say that the banking sector holds about fifty percent of the debt, what does it mean? Does it mean that um, government has borrowed from these banks? Is that what you mean? So these are. Um, security, so treasury bills, okay, okay. Uh, other bonds, fixed income um, instruments that the government has sold, through which people uh, uh, via the banks have actually bought, right? Okay, so okay. 20% of that 50 is held by the Bank of Ghana, the central bank. Okay. And then another 30% of that is actually held by the commercial right banks in the in the country, so where you normally will go uh, and 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 borrow um, in relation to that, and 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 then if you even were to go much further, another thirty-four or so percent is held by the non-bank sector. So these are individual investors, uh, firms and institutions, and even rural banks and the insurance companies, as well as SNIT, right? They all have shareholdings in in um the uh, external uh, sorry the domestic debt composition of the country um so when you look at it carefully from this angle you begin to see if the people are forced down the route or the government goes down the uh, extreme option of offering a discount or a haircut um and given that we are already coming out of a banking sector crisis where we spent in excess of 20 billion cleaning up the banks, right? You're going to end up worsening or deteriorating the asset quality of many of these banks. In other words, the restructuring exercise that was done a few years ago would pretty much come to, to naught. So we have to make some provision, right? Or provide sufficient policy support to, in a way, counter any of these systemic risks that I'm talking about in terms of the exposure of the domestic banking sector. If we don't do that um, and, and we go with the the extreme option of some of the discounts or haircuts that we're talking about, um, then we're going to be back to the situation where we were in a few years ago where the, the banking um, sector um, became extremely you know, uh, fragile. Doc, um, great. So at least you've painted a picture at the level of the banks and what it could mean for them. When you go down further, uh, further down the pyramid to the ordinary person, what are the likely implications of this option? Should the government go down this road and it takes the option of a discount or a haircut? What would that mean for the ordinary person who probably saves with the bank or does business with the bank on a regular basis? Yeah. So, so there are other options. Um, and before I get to your other, your, your the question that you asked in the extreme case, um, the the other options which we've seen in other jurisdictions actually would be the government saying, when your um, T bill or other investment maturity is due, they may decide to automatically more or less roll it over, let's say by another six months mm. to a year. Okay. So they're saying that. We're not going to discount or give a haircut on the loan itself. However, we we would be um, paying you a little bit further uh, down uh, the the line in in that regard, um, um, and that 
generally tends to assuage fear. So it's not like you won't get your money back, but it will come slightly further down the line. Okay. And then in the sort of extreme option that we're discussing is basically more or less people losing potentially value um, on on the investment that they've made if those haircuts, haircuts or discounts uh, are, are offered um, in that regard. So let's say, for example, you had a 100,000 uh, Ghana city within uh, certain government bonds uh, and, and things like IOUs or T-bills. Mm. And the government says that uh, we're going to offer a 20% haircut. In, in, in essence, what that means is that you'll be getting, let's say, about 80000 of that of that money back. But that's like the the nuclear option. And that okay. nuclear option could have other dire consequences uh, um, on the banking sector. Because remember that people would be making these monies uh, or making these investments either directly through the banks or direct in, uh, as... Um, individual investors, right? Or even using things like the, the pensions, etc. So what you're doing is you're going to cause people to lose value in the investments that they, they, they have made. And already also with inflation in excess of 30 something percent, that's going to be a, a double whammy. So it, it needs to be very, very carefully thought through. Um, any domestic restructuring exercise with, within the context of a very, very fragile financial sector uh, could have major, major unintended consequences and, and repercussions. Doc, um, just before you came on, I played a voice clip of uh, Professor Peter Corti of ESA, and he was saying that the warnings had been there for some time, at least dating back to about 2012. So that's uh, about a 10-year window. From where you sit... How and why do you think that if the warnings had been coming in for many years, how have we not heeded those warnings? And how did we get ourselves into this situation where we are going to the IMF, but as a fallout, several other people, including banks and ordinary people, could get heavily affected by a policy decision or a decision government takes in terms of trying to put things together? As for the warnings, my brother, they have been there since many of us who... Uh, follow development in the economy. Um, since Ghana became a lower middle income country in 2011, thereabouts, and since we also started exporting oil, mm. more or less started seeing the signs where increasingly there was this resort to um, borrowing from the international capital market to uh, finance right the, the budget. And sometimes we even go and borrow and we'll come in we all make a uh, noise that, oh, the bond was oversubscribed by 8%, 10%, and trying to make political capital, right, uh, out, out of that. Um, and and we had been warning, uh, I mean, prof, others like myself, those within the civic space, uh, economists and analysts, that the path we're on was unsustainable because we're not generating enough domestic revenues, uh, but our expenditure path, things kept increasing. So in essence, that gap or deficit had to be financed from these, um, you know, uh, external sources. Mm -hmm. And then uh, at some point, you know, the scale fell off uh, people's eyes, particularly when we had Doomso and we had those uh, challenges in 2013, 14, 15. I remember we had to then go and 
sign on to uh, an IMF program, our 16 to 1. We agreed on some benchmarks. Um, a number of them we didn't actually even meet, right, including reforming the public financial uh, management system, the, the gift me system to, to capture the, the government uh, accounts and, and finances. Um, so subsequently, we came out of the IMF program in 2019. Um, and just as we came out of the program, we started the, the debt binging uh, again with mm. a number of these euro bonds and, and, and related things like that. So the point really, and the point that Prof has uh, made is that we have been living, in my view, recklessly over the last 10 years. Uh, our fiscal finances have been pretty much you know, um, in, in shambles. And if you recall uh, COVID, they said those who died the most were people who had underlying ailments or conditions such mm. as uh, diabetes, right? Yeah. Um, in our case, what COVID and both the pandemic, uh, the, the war has done is really exposed, in my view, our you know fiscal diabetes. So we, we had an underlying ailment in terms of our borrowing and living unsustainably and even issues of, of value for money. So that's what has gotten us to where we are now. Um, when you listen to various governments in and out, they they talk about the fact that oh, you know, our borrowing is being. Some people have made smart borrowing. Some people have said all kinds of things about our borrowing. So, how is it that we are here, and how did we? You've mentioned that we've lived recklessly. So, what is it about our borrowing that went awry and has put us in in this fix? Yeah, so many of the monies that we actually go and take, if you look at what the monies are used for, um, a substantial chunk is actually used to refinance uh, existing uh, debt. So it's like you going to the bank, you owe the bank, let's say, 50,000 Ghana cities, and you're not able to repay all of it, but you go and take another loan from the bank to repay part of that 50,000 with the expectation that you would use the remainder um, to trade or make some uh, value or generate some economic value to be able to to service right the amount that that you owe, um, and even the remainder that is left that you're using for trading is not being used properly. That's really what has been happening in Ghana's case too. To because I'm trying to explain this to. Uh, the the simple or the ordinary Ghanaian mm. to to appreciate okay. the extent of the, the 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 mess that we find you know uh, ourselves in. So we take the monies, we use some to repay old debt, which is um, in in a sense kicking the can down the road. And then the bits that we also say we're going to use for even infrastructure um, investment or productive investment, those ones also become subject to issues of value for money and to an extent, you know, corruption uh, as well. All right, Doc, uh, my last question to you is, now that we are in conversation with the IMF, and that is very likely to come with conditionalities, things we must do, that kind of thing, does the government have any wriggle room at all to ensure that even though we may have to take tough measures, we'll have... Um, these measures will not bite the ordinary Ghanaian to a large extent. Does government have any wriggle room at all to ensure that they can do this balancing act and do it well, even as we go through this IMF um, 
period. I, I think, yes, there, there's that possibility. Um, and my comfort comes from the, the last uh, IMF program that we exited in um, a, a April of 2019, where we were able to, as a country, safeguard some of the social um, spending. So if, uh, I know in the last program, the LEAP program, uh, the livelihood enhancement against poverty, where we give some cash grants and stipends to uh, our, our brothers who are uh, struggling uh, somewhat or further down the socioeconomic ladder. That actually was expanded during the last uh, IMF program. And even the IMF this time around have also strongly um, said, uh, there's a frequently asked question, FAQ on their website, that they are committed to ensuring that uh, some of the social sector uh, spending, including in, in areas like education, uh, are, are safeguarded. So I think there's that, that sort of wriggle room in there. Uh, but fundamentally, um, the IMF can only do so much for you. Uh, if you don't fix your politics, if we don't fix how we appoint, you know, people to some of these state-owned enterprises and government um, organizations, uh, some of whom are causing serious hemorrhaging or financial loss to the state, those things uh, uh, or those governance issues, it's not IMF that will fix it for, for you, uh, in a sense. Um, so, yes, there is some safeguards being put, being discuss and i expect that to reflect in the um the imf program uh but just to conclude i would reiterate my call for uh, a national stakeholder dialogue um involving all key um constituencies or key um groups in the country to be led by the government of ghana on the way forward i don't believe in going to sit you know somewhere and coming up with a package and later saying ah this is what we discussed with with the fund i think uh like we we did in in 2014 with those uh homegrown policies and sentient and, and things like that just as part of that broader stakeholder buying and getting the voices of the ordinary Kenyan being represented at the table on these discussions i would strongly um, uh, assert that call for uh, that uh, national uh, 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 forum uh, on the way forward, uh, even as we discuss uh, things with, with, with the IMF. Doc, thank you so, so much uh, for your time. Uh, that was uh, Dr. Theo Champong, and uh, he joined us. So, yeah, I, <laughs> I think things are a little clearer now. If, if Before the show, if you tuned in and all of this was sounding... A lot uh, sound like a lot of Greek and Latin, at least now it sounds a bit more like English. And I think Dr. Theo Champa has highlighted the main points very well. He's tried to break it down into terms that you would easily understand. So basically, we haven't been smart, we haven't been prudent, and things have overtaken us. And we are at this point. That's really the long and short. Like he said, we have lived recklessly. And that's why we are at this point where the debt levels are high and you have this plan to restructure debt which could affect the banks. And the banks seem to have a lot of issues with this. You know, if you visit some of the newspapers, some of the online portals, 
you find that some of the banks are not happy at all they are not happy at all with this with this um uh, move or potential move that government wants to 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 kick in but i don't think they're not happy i think there's more of caution caution yeah they are concerned yeah yes i i think uh let, let's be a bit careful okay they are <laughs> concerned yes uh, yes right. concerned. and if you look at the bnft for instance today it says they apprehend they use the word apprehensive apprehensive bankers apprehensive over treasury debt restructuring on page three and uh it says that for instance uh the president of the ghana association of bankers that's uh, Mansanete, uh, for instance quote says that we recognize that the bank of ghana had to front load the tightening however it is necessary that they are provided with regulatory incentives mm-hmm. to help them navigate the current economic challenges and continue to support uh the economy again there's another quote that says that government must ensure that this particular treasury debt restructuring is not done at the cost of financial sector sta- mm. stability inadvertently mm. undoing so much of what has been achieved in strengthening the banking sector as a sound and stable economy needs an equally sound and stable banking system one that can support the country's long-term goals so um the, the story then goes on to cite what happened in Zambia, mm-hmm. for instance, where uh, you mentioned that case as well. Zambia will restructure its debt through a combination of haircuts to the initial value of its loans and maturity extensions. And if you go to the uh, Economy Times, for instance, it talks about uh, it's quoting Alex Mould, says a haircut of investor funds imminent as government plans debt restructuring. Uh, and also raises concerns uh, on 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 what this potentially could mean for some of the banks. Uh, it's uh, I think Upsa issued a statement, uh, a forecast of some sort. They are concerned with the currency. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and All of some of the issues about it. Yeah, they are okay. So they are, as you said, the statement was issued by Absa, um, saying basically that. The CD has fallen by a further 1.9% yesterday. So they're, con- they're concerned about the rate at which the CD is falling um, against the dollar. Um, they also say that the CD has depreciated around 40% against the dollar year to date. They expect the currency to weaken further. And they maintain their view that given persistent forex demand, a year-end close of around 12 CDs to the dollar remains likely. So this is the forecast from ABSA. Currently, it's about 10.75 CDs or 10 CDs, 75 pesos. And they are saying what? They are predicting that by the end of the year, it could hit 12 CDs to the dollar. 12 CDs? This is their forecast. To a dollar? Uh, Yeah. Um, They say, while concerns about a possible restructuring of local debt have been top of mind for several months, given the unsustainable debt trajectory, these mounted this week following unconfirmed reports that restructuring was being considered by the Ghanaian government. Now, they go on to quote um, some information put out by MyGeoOnline.com. They also said that having met with the IMF in July, Ghana is set to commence formal talks, as we know. Um, Despite the hitherto unconfirmed reports of a possible restructuring of domestic debt, we believe that any decision on this important issue will only be taken once authorities have discussed it with the fund. They also want to talk about things that are going on in Zambia. And separately, but related to the IMF's visit, the Bank of Ghana opted to postpone policy rate announcement to 7th October. Um, 
so we will look forward to hear what they say about that. However, yet the bank informed the market of its decision to postpone the announcement, adding that the rate announcement in October will coincide with the end of the IMF mission. So they're, they're probably just gauging what's going to happen in those discussions with the IMF. And then based on that, they'll come up with a new policy rate. The bank indicated that its decision on the policy rate will benefit from the broader discussion, as we just said, to be held with the fund during this period. Um, they expect the Bank of Ghana to publish its latest summary of economic and financial data um, pretty soon. And hopefully that will also help in some decision making. But um, I think, Godfrey, you read earlier how the Association of Bankers is concerned about apprehensive, uh, the ap- apprehensive yeah. about what could happen to the sector. And you know, it's a reminder for all of us that a lot of money was spent in restructuring and sanitizing and yeah. cleaning up the financial sector. Association Bank has not been concluded. And we've spent at least at least twenty billion. So if if you're saying that I mean if, if bankers are, as you said, apprehensive about what could possibly impact them after these talks, I think it's a cause for concern. I mean it's because it, it's already as you said, it's not it's it's not completed yet, so there's still a bit of vulnerability there, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Still a bit of instability or still a bit of trepidation. So Let's see what happens. Um, let's remain cautiously optimistic, I suppose. But I think once the banking sector is speaking out officially like this, then we know that yeah, people pe- people are worried. Yeah, and, and yeah, there's and cause to be. There's cause to be. Concerned. My my, uh, you know, I hear all that you said, and mm-hmm. uh, Professor Korty have said, and uh, my only warning to the government is: look, a lot of people mean well. This government struggles to take feedback prop- well. It does not like feedback. Mm. Let's be honest about it. Um, if it doesn't fit into the government's own line, it will be taking us, you are talking opposition language. Mm. When Professor Kochi talks about the science many years ago, even Bernard Avle sat here. <laughs> he doesn't attend meetings at any high level. Satya yeah. predicted that we were going to be in MS three years ago. Yeah, it wasn't happening because at that time you could go to the market and borrow to cover up the things you were doing. The cracks, yeah. You know, but now those things are not there. And mm. so you've turned all those folks into profits. But the thing is, people know what they are talking about. Okay. It might not matter. It should. It should not matter where the advice is coming from. Take the advice. Take the best parts of it. Yeah. Interrogate it. Interrogate it, know. but take the advice. We all because at the moment, what fair one ping here? Oh yeah. Like it's not like the dollar. The dollar goes. No 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 no. Everybody. The currency and the economy. It does not know MPP. It does not know NDC. It does not know DPP. What it does know is common sense and knowledge and expertise, and it's littered all over the place. And I'm happy with a lot of Ghanaians who have come forth to put themselves out there to share knowledge, to share advice. I don't think now is the moment to be saying, well, this person has a history of this political color, <laughs> so we won't listen to this one. Just take the advice and let's move on. 
and to get ourselves out of this situation, mm. get the city back on track, get the economy back on track. At this moment, that is what everybody is looking out for. Mm. Okay, so that's point one for me. Point two is I know the government will do its utmost best to get this IMF deal done. Mm-hmm. If it does get done, that is where the issue normally is. We left in 2019 when, again, everybody said we should not leave because mm-hmm. we were not ready to leave. As soon as we left, we celebrated it and they went to borrow and wasted the money. <laughs> the reason why I'm saying this now when is because we will, in six months, get this IMF money and try and say we are good boys and girls, clean our lips, wash our hands, sing Kumbaya. Election is coming. Hmm. That is all I will say. <laughs> Eight fifty nine. This is the City Breakfast Show. Send us your thoughts. Zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. Ghana economy. Bleed brutal. What can we do to stem the tide? Now we are chit chatting with IMF. No, I'm calling it a chit chat. It's a serious conversation with IMF. We have to figure out the way forward. But look, if you missed that, I, I'm sure later if you get the chance, just re-listen to the show later. It will be uploaded on SoundCloud and our various platforms. And listen to my interview with Dr. Thierry Champot. You will not get any clearer picture of all of this. All the, the technical jargon. Just listen to Dr. Thierry Champot and you understand really what it means. Where we are as a country in terms of the economy. Some messages have come in on 0549-986-996. Kokui, please help us with those messages. Yeah, okay. Can 200 cities sustain you for only three days? That's for TNT and food only. If you're living in Accra, 200 cities seems like your daily fuel and food cost. So this should tell you how the cost of living in Ghana, especially in Accra, is madly high. All right. Jones in La says, good morning. As much as I'm still shocked about the best managers of the economy breathing on the neck of IMF for a bailout, even before the IMF money arrives, the government of Kufuadu is still engaging in some extravagant policies. Okay, that's your view. Seaman says, can I know why the IMF is rather coming to Ghana and not the other way around? We owe them so much, yet they're always rather willing to come down to us. I don't get it. Okay. That's how they rule. That's his business. It is. Yeah, that's how they rule. They don't just you the money. No, no, no. at all. <laughs> at all. So come. Oh, no. but, but that's how we are paying for their trips. Yeah, yeah. In a, you know, yeah, yeah, you, know. you, are, yeah, oh. you pay for it. See, so. <laughs> they don't mind. I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> this message says, guys and lady, I beg you, before the IMF think of helping Ghana or pouring water in a basket, they should be interested in a value for money audit um, of what has been borrowed over the last six years. After Sir Sam Jonah was literally insulted last year following his lecture, this is where our beloved Ghana is. <laughs> the person adds at the end. Okay. Uh, Skata in Kofredia says I don't believe one bit that the mess in this economy is caused by any Russian Ukraine she. this government has messed up the economy full stop they should stop all the lies and blame games okay. 
All right, well, let me tell you something about Shell Lubricants. Do you care about your engine? Whatever you drive, whatever the conditions, we have the right motor oil for your vehicle. At the heart of every performing and long-lasting engine, there's a Shell motor oil. Formulated with the most exclusive cutting-edge gas-to-liquid technology that transforms gas into a pure oil, Shell motor oils keep your engine cleaner, stronger, smoother, and gives a longer oil change interval. They're also endorsed by the very prestigious car manufacturers such as BMW, Hyundai, and your car. Having challenges choosing the right motor oil for your car? Talk to our experts at our Shell stations. Visit any Shell station and choose from our complete range of products and enjoy the benefit of additional checks on your vehicle for free. Shell lubricants designed for ultimate engine performance. And Creamy Plus Evaporated Milk takes you back to the original creamy taste of evaporated milk. It's a great complement to your tea, coffee, Gary Soakings, Mashke, and all your cereals. And it has vegetable fat, so it's gentler on the stomach. Your day is done with Creamy Plus, and it's available in all Goyle shops, Bachina Total, and other supermarkets in your neighborhood. For bulk purchase, contact Les Femmes Distributors at Medina Ridge Junction on 0501-682-522. Or Grace has found us at Akuko photo dan soman on 0245-162-747. so listening to the city breakfast show we'll be right back after this short break don't go anywhere Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. On the City Breakfast Show, your thoughts and comments are welcome on the number 0549-986-996. Alright, let's, uh, let's talk about GIPCON. Koko, you heard me read the LPM earlier, right? Mm, GIPCON mm, 2022. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it sounded... So we're uh, going to learn more about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll learn more know. about GIPCON. We've been joined by... Um, Daisy Adam Jabba, who's head uh, corporate and industry operations at the Ghana Chamber of Bulk Oil Distributors. Okay, so that's a big position. I like, I do, I love these titles corporate and industry <laughs> ops. 
And I have Oseya Dankwa, he's head of business development at the MPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Good morning. How are you doing? Great, great, great. We are fine. We're fine. We're fine. Uh, like I said, we read the GIPCON LPM. Yeah, we read it. Read. But can you tell us what exactly GIPCON is, is all about? GIPCON 2022. What, what is GIPCON? Thank you, Nathan. Um, GIPCON is simply the Ghana International Petroleum Conference. It's a conference that's designed to bring all industry players in the downstream, particularly in Ghana, to discuss issues that are pertinent to our industry, to Mm. be able to bring all stakeholders to forge a common um, goal and work towards that goal, to make sure that everything works well in our industry. Great, great, great. And what's the theme for for this year's uh, conference? So, like uh, Daisy mentioned, every year we pick a topical um, issue, and this year, the topical issue is energy transition, not mm-hmm. just in Ghana, but all over Europe. Mm-hmm. So the theme this year is energy transition in the African petroleum downstream context, prospects, challenges, and opportunities. Mm. I see. I see. I like this. You talk about energy transition. How are we preparing? I mean, you're with NPA. You're with the bulk oil distributors. How are we preparing for greener transitions in energy? Are we, are we thinking about that? Are we moving in that direction? You know, because we know the world is moving there, but... From a Ghanaian perspective, where are we when it comes to that? Okay, so you just asked the question why the conference is to talk about that. All the stakeholders mm-hmm. together, um, not just from Ghana, but across um, the West African sub-region and across the globe as well. Um, so we have a number of topics that would look at the various aspects okay. and um, we have a number of speakers and panelists coming in to discuss it. Great, great, mm, great. Okay. So give us a, an idea of some of the topics to be discussed and who the discussants will be. Okay. So um, we have Africa's Energy Transition Plan. Okay. So that would be a presentation that would be done by Anibal Kraga. Mm-hmm. Anibal Kraga is the um, Executive Secretary of the African Refiners and Distributors Association. Mm-hmm. We also have current developments in the global oil and gas industry. Um, We'll have that presentation by IA. Um, We have a number of panel discussion sessions, energy transition and the future of Africa's petroleum downstream. Mm -hmm. Um, We have people from the University of Ghana. We have IA. We have the World Petroleum Council. We have the Ghana Energy Transition Committee, which is the committee that sits at the Ministry of Energy. Mm we have natural gas as a transition fuel in achieving energy transition. So with that, we have Ghana Gas in there. We have SeaTac um, Africa. Um, other topics are impact of energy transition on business and opportunities mm. for investment. Okay. So with this, we are bringing the banks. We have AfriExim Bank okay. coming all the way from Egypt. We have um, Zen Petroleum. We have the World Petroleum Council. We have BP Oil, um, the Ghana mm-hmm. country manager. And that is also being moderated by the, the CEO of Chamber of Bulk Oil Business. Mm-hmm. Dr. Patrick Ofori. Okay. Uh, we have a number of panel sessions. Wow. So the intention is to ensure that at the end of the conference, there's a 360 around the discussion. I see. I see. Oh, sure that nobody's left behind. No, yeah, that's everybody's good. voice is heard. <laughs> so who's going to attend this? Who can we expect? Who will be there? So um, we have everybody that is relevant in the industry attending. Mm. And not just the industry, but we have our partners. We can't work without the banks. 
So we have banks in attendance. We can't work without the University of Ghana. So as you know, we mentioned that there are some of the panelists and people from across the sub-region. We have members of ADA, that's the African Refiners and Distributors Association, also in attendance. Mm. They have their own forum as well on the Friday. That's the last day of the conference. Okay. And with that, they are going to discuss things that affect the sub-region as well. Oh, great. So, yeah. Nice. Okay. Give us an idea. Though. We have the LPM, as you said, but... Where is it Where's taking it place? When, when? How do people participate? And if someone wants to sponsor, how can they do that? Very important. Okay, mm. so the conference starts tomorrow, the 28th of September, at the Kempinski Gold Coast City Hotel um, from 8.30 a.m. daily. Um, it's a three-day conference, but the last day is a closed session, like I mentioned earlier, for ADA. And... Um, Unfortunately, we would love to have more sponsors, but um, sponsors <laughs> might not get the traction that they would need because the program starts tomorrow. But we can still be contacted. Um, we can visit our website, www.gipcon.com. That's spelled G-H-I-P-C-O-N.com. And you can also call us on 54 mm. We'll be happy to answer any questions you have and work with anybody who wants to be a part of this conference. Good stuff. Thank that's, you. That, that's great. I mean, final words for mm -hmm. those who are listening. Uh, somebody may be hearing this and may be interested. Final words for, for, for those out there. Okay. So before I come to that, um, let me mention that the special guest of honor for the event is the Vice President mm. of the Republic, Dr. Mm. Muhammad Ubaamia. Um, he'll be giving the special um, note okay. address. Um, also, the Minister of Energy. Um, Dr. Yeah. Matthew Poko Prempe. I mean, this in this area. Yes. So, yeah. so exactly. he will be there on day two. <laughs> uh, the vice president will be there on day one. Okay. Uh, and it's also a good place to network. If you are in the industry, it will be a good place to network and meet people from mm. across the industry, like-minded people okay. as well. All right, that's that, that. That should be great stuff. Should be great. Stuff. Thank you, thank you so so much. Uh, we had Daisy Edem Jabba, who's head of corporate and industry operations at the Ghana Chamber of Bulk Oil Distributors, and we had Oseyal Dankwa, head business development at the MPA. The thing about GapCon twenty twenty two is starting tomorrow. Uh, 28th, 29th, and 30th at the Kempinski Gold Coast City Hotel. So, if if this is something in your area, you know, give them a call. Can you please mention the number again? Okay, you can call us on 054-012-1426. Okay, yes. so that's the number you can call, find out more, and then see if you can participate. Thank you so, so much, ladies and uh, gentlemen, and we wish you the very best at Gapcon 2022. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Now, are you tired of renting? Do you need land in a safe and sound environment? Do you want to build your dream home? Worry no more. Trasaco Hills next to Trasaco Valley is here. It's the later development in Trasaco. And it's a master plan community of serviced plots uh, that are secure afford and affordable. And they come with all the amenities. You can call 0556-592-658. And find out more. Alandio, Alandi, yes, Ghana Pay is here. The all-new Ghana Pay mobile money service helps you send and receive money at zero transaction fees, pay bills, buy airtime and data, transfer money to and from your bank accounts and do so much more your way. Register for Ghana Pay by downloading the Ghana Pay app from the uh, App Store or the Play Store. Register by dialing star 707 hash 
and you can visit any branch of your selected bank to activate your wallet. Ghana Pay transaction BI free. You only pay e-levy. Ghana Pay your money your way. Ghana Pay is a Gips and Ghana Association of Banks collaboration. And the Minerals Income Investment Fund is a state entity mandated to receive and manage mineral royalties, among other functions, per the Minerals Income Act 2018. Minerals Income Investment Act 2018, let me see. Now, uh, the fund is reminding all licensed and active quarry operators, salt mining operators, limestone mining operators, and sand winners to pay up their overdue royalties into the designated MIIF account at the Bank of Ghana.gov to avoid sanctions. For more info, contact MIIF via nana.tando at miif.gov.gh or call 0201-855-660 or 0201-855-612 or 0201-855-564. You can visit miif.gov.gh to learn more about the activities of the Minerals Income Investment Fund. Our royalties are heritage. This is still the City Breakfast Show. Send in your thoughts and comments on the number 0549-986-996. In case I don't make it, just remember my daddy born child. Now, ever since my birth, I've been cursed since I'm born to wow. In case I never get to holler at my unborn child. Many things learned in prison, blessed and still living, trying to earn every penny that I'm getting. And reminiscing to the beginning of my mission. When I was conceived, it came to be in this position. My mama was a panther loud, single parent, but she growled when she witnessed baby boy rip a growl. So I'm out since I only got one life to live God forgive me for my sins, let me make it and I'll never steal again Or live again, my only friend is my misery Wanting revenge for the agony they did to me See my life ain't promised but it sure gets better Hope you understand my love letter to my unborn child Places. Tell the world I've been guilty to being anxious Ain't no way in hell that I could ever be a rapist It's on the face this whole world on a good day When will they let the little kids in the hood play? I got 919, I- sounds of Tupac Shakur Causes one letter to my unborn child my own well, Very interesting song <laughs> Coco, this song, this song came out in 2001 I had a copy of the album actually yeah, this was this was of the until the end of time album. Mm. Yeah. I had a copy of that. Bought that in SS One, <laughs> one of my prized possessions as a teenager. Really, two packs of All right, we've been joined by uh, three of our very good friends to talk medicines, right? Drugs, pharmaceuticals. So we have been joined by the people from Phytorica. We have Theresa Yamsin, who is the CEO, and Nathaniel Palm, who is head of marketing and sales, and Ernesto Poku, who is the chief finance officer. They are big people. Big, are big people. people Charlie. Big. You have to stretch the big, big people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Fine. Good morning. Good How are we doing? Thank, Thank you very much. We're very well. Thanks. Great, great. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Theresa, let me, let me start off with you. Tell us about Phytorica Pharmaceuticals and what you stand for. 
I've heard of the name, but I don't know what exactly you do at Fighter Riker. So maybe you can break that down for us. Okay. Um, first off, I think our, what we would like to say to our listeners, a very good morning to everyone once again, is Fighter Riker's mission is to offer high-quality pharmaceutical products and services at an affordable cost mm. to meet the needs of Ghanaians and the population of West Africa. Now... If you think back to as far as 60 years ago, so we're talking 1962, mm. our first president had a vision of self-reliance and self-sufficiency in healthcare, And this led to the birth of what we now have today as Phytorica. Okay. And when it was established, it was the pharmaceutical division of the Ghana Industrial Holdings Corporation, so GIHOC. Okay. So that's why you see that in our name. Mm. A critical step for industrial revolution in Ghana was obviously to have the pharmaceutical sector a vibrant um, uh, part of uh, helping with medicines and healthcare within Ghana and to ensure that we could manufacture the critical medicines for our citizens. So we stand for a tradition of trusted quality. We've been around for a very long time. Quality is something that is uncompromising for us. It's very much a part of our identity, and we're very proud of that. Great, great. Just, just share some of the highlights of your 60-year journey. I mean, 60 years as a company is a long time. I'm sure you've done all kinds of interesting things in, in those 60 years. Yes, it's it's been a long time. Um, I think for a lot of us, we've had people who've worked with us for... Um, a very long time um, throughout the years. Some who've retired, obviously, mm. and um, can attest to what Fighter Riker stands for. We've been having what we think as uninterrupted existence over the six decades, and that is a great testimony to the management and especially the staff, as well as all the stakeholders. And I think we'll take that out. And I and the CFO and Nathaniel over here for head of marketing and sales will take this as an opportunity to salute and thank them all. Starting off as the first um, pharmaceutical industrial entity in Ghana, obviously this was a, a feather in our cap, led to a lot of training, both for Ghanaians within the pharmaceutical um, industry, as well as others um, external. Mm. This also led to a benchmark within the pharmaceutical manufacturing um, sector, setting off what we call a benchmark for excellence. And we've kept this in our high standards, in our good manufacturing practices, our CGMP, as well as being the first ISO 9001 certified pharmaceutical uh, company within West Africa when we, wow. we had that. So we've been <laughs> building on this, as I said, successively over the six decades. I see. That's fantastic. And now it's time to celebrate those six decades. Yes, so very talk to us. much so. 60 years of Gihok Phyto Riker. What's the theme for the celebration? Maybe we can bring uh, yeah. uh, Well, Yes, thank you once again. Good morning. Once again. So we are saying that it's trusted quality for great health. Hmm. 60 years of continuous impact. Okay. So just like uh, Theresa indicated, We've been around for that long, mm -hmm. and it is six decades without a break where we have been there in actually impacting the health of our nation and mm -hmm. beyond in giving high-quality pharmaceutical products. And the key thing is at affordable prices. Mm -hmm. give, just give us an idea, some, some brands that people might recognize that have come out of oh. Fighter Riker. Look, these are household names. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you know about 
Citapol. Yes. Citapol, of course, is uh, a painkiller. Yes. Pain so we heard about uh, Flemex. Uh, Flemex mm. is a carbocysteine uh, cough mixture, so that's when you have phlegms, ah. when you cough and you have phlegms, it's an expectorant mm. and it's also non-drowsy. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, you are working and you don't ah. want to sleep, it helps you. <laughs> okay. You we have soups, I'm sure you have. Yeah. <laughs> we thank God for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because the last thing you want, well, you are back in your cough and you can't stay awake can't because stay of away. the type of cough mixture you're taking. That's, yes. that's wonderful. Diffex. Mm. I'm sure you've heard about soups. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Zeus actually Zeus actually predates even us. Wow. But now predates <laughs> is almost is actually a brand which is almost like a century old. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so we have oh, a wow. Zeus cough mixture. So it's a range. <laughs> so almost all the brands I'm mentioning are actually brands is actually a kind of like an umbrella brand name. Right. So you have uh, d d different products. So you have mm. the the Zeus Lolo Zinges that nice. of course is a catch and go yes. to deal with and you know we just came out of the cold period where dealing with uh, sore throat and all that is very critical yeah. so please grab your zips when you and so forth and so on okay. uh, absolutely quite a number of them is a huge list uh, if you give me free a time why not I'll keep rolling <laughs> <laughs> that is great I, I mean people recognize some people of these household yeah, names the effects is there Rikaron is there Drastin if you heard about drafting all there, absolutely. So, yeah, they are all there. Great. I mean, ORS, you know, especially I mean, for you. Uh -huh. Marvelous. ORS is like ORS, a staple. Everybody's first staple. And the key thing also about ORS, usually when, when we talk about ORS, people think that it's only to just to money diarrhea. Mm -hmm. But for the actively mobile people, when you are doing sports, when you are doing sports, you lose a lot of salt. Mm -hmm. And also, mm -hmm. and because the ORS also contain a uh, Glucose. Yes. It's 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 a fast energy uh, re okay. uh, re replacement yes, and the salt yeah. as well. So when you are running, you're doing your early morning jogging, just drop one sachet of ORS in your 500 ml bottle and you are good to go. Good to go. See? Good. And make sure that you are you are you choose Phytorica ORS. Nice one. Okay. So give us some highlights of the program that you've got planned mm. as part of the celebration. Now it's it's gonna be a year-long celebration. Absolutely. Okay. Well, yes, yeah, it's a year long, so to speak. So, um, cause because in April, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So and you know, because we have an undisputed and worthy reputation to guard being mm -hmm. the pace setter in the pharma, pharma industry, we need to make sure that we're doing it right. Mm -hmm. Because actually, this is a celebration of the pharmaceutical industry in Ghana. Right. And everybody needs to be part of this. Mm -hmm. So, in April, we launched it. And it was again a gathering of all the relevant stakeholders. Mm. So our board was there. We had the Food and Drugs Authority, which are number one regulator. We have the Pharmacy Council, also a very important regulator. Practitioners, former uh, former staff within the health uh, sector, some of our uh, key clients. I mean, everybody that matter mm -hmm. was there, mm. and it went very well. Okay. Um, beyond that, also we did what we call are touching lives activities. Okay. So we give okay. back already uh, to the society one way or the other, but we just killed it up. Mm -hmm. So we s selected some health, uh, especially some uh, public health institutions that we know that the area that they cover actually impact uh, a lot of the less pre-privileged and all that. We make key do -do -do donations to them. Okay. We also uh, made some few donations to um uh, okay, so the aging, uh, there's a certain society that manage 
their aging within our society. Mm -hmm. So we also go to them because some of our, our products are also good for them. Mm -hmm. So we actually interacted with them and, and, we, and, we, and we did some uh, do donations to them as well. Okay. We also did uh, a, a roadshow and there are more that are planned ahead. Okay. The key thing is that we also want to get close to uh, the use of our products okay. within the main markets and all that. Mm -hmm. So we did a lot of interaction with them, educated them about the right use of a pharmaceutical product in general, mm -hmm. make sure that you don't abuse them. Mm -hmm. When So if it's a first aid, you know what to do. When you take a product for a number of days and still the symptoms persist, you know what to do. We show them some of your stuff, our brand, interacted with them. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a very lively engagement and they were very happy that we came all the way to their level to engage and interact with them. It went very well. So we've done one already at the Domi Market, market, which you know is okay. very close to us. It's yes. right behind us yeah. in the Domi. We were even amazed that the Domi Market that everybody thought is that small. Oh, it's now such a sprawling market. This traffic and all. Yes, so it yes. went very well. Obviously, yeah. it's all the things also that we are doing to try to get close to everybody that we that we engage with. So that's why we are even having this media interaction. And then we do more. Then on the Friday, just this Friday, mm -hmm. we are going to have our Grand Deba. Mm -hmm. The Grand Deba, we are very fortunate, is going to be under the patronage of His Royal Mama Majesty King Takita Kuchu II. Hey. Ably supported by the Many, many ministers of health and trade mm, mm. at the Grand Deba. Trust me, mm -hmm. everybody that matter will be there. We'll be there. Yeah, you got to be there. Fantastic. I'll be there. City <laughs> <laughs> the will be there with we'll, us. We'll be there. Okay. <laughs> now, yeah. All right. So beyond sixty years, what should we, your listeners, stakeholders, everyone expect from Fito Riker for the next sixty years? Next now you've, you've reached sixty, but for the next sixty, for the what next sixty years, what, what, what yeah. should we expect? <laughs> yeah. So we've come very far. Um, as our CEO earlier mentioned, <clears throat> in terms of processes and procedures, we've been able to step up. In fact, mm. um, we continue to modernize the various aspects of our operations. And um, we are renovating our existing brands for better appeal and pharmaceutical offering. Um, we are also investing in new products as per the needs of the populace, okay. uh, ensuring that we catch up with the various uh, changes in terms of uh, needs mm. of, of uh, to be able to uh, support our uh, doctors and nurses with the necessary pharma product to take care of uh, diseases and sicknesses. We're also paying closer attention to the health needs of the nation and uh, responding to that appropriately. And as, as Nathaniel has mentioned, the drugs that we have, including Drastin, Citapol, Cipromax, Flemex, Dafex, Ritonic, are mm. all there to, to ensure that uh, we attend to the needs of the populace. Mm. Great. Yeah. Great. Very nice. Okay. That's, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. You know, Kobe, I'm just excited by the fact that you have a, a Ghanaian brand, right? Yeah. That's meeting a lot of health needs, you know, and it's always great. It's always fun. doing it for 60 years. 60 years. Yeah. Sixty years. Probably one of the longest running yes. indigenous. Yes. It is. Continuously it is. and continuously running without a break. Without a break. Yes. And I like I like we the way we were running during COVID too as well without mm. a break. Yeah, mm. without a break. It's, it's, it's just wonderful. Mm. It's just I like wonderful. I like the way you brought also the 
Ghanianness. Yes. yes. Because this is a Ghanian, a solely Ghanian yes. entity yes. producing Ghanian brand of international standards. Mm. Okay. It's, it's, it's always something to be proud of. Something to be very happy about. Mm. Something yeah. to be very excited about. So, final words, uh, Theresa. Final words um, to your listeners, stakeholders, everybody who has a stake in this in in Fighter Riker. I think final words will like to say that first of all, it's a very big thank you. We appreciate everyone who has been involved in some way in the development and over the years for Fighter Riker. Um, Ghanaians deserve the best and we will continue in our commitment to ensure that we give that back to them in the quality that we put in all our medicines. Um, this is something that we've all can attest to and we will ensure. We're looking, as we um, Nathaniel and Ernest have said, to build on what Phytorica has done. So we need to build on what we've done and take this company forward, looking to uh, put together a new factory, which is a much more modern factory, so okay. that then we can actually achieve the kind of output that we want and to serve mm. Ghanaians even better. Mm. Thank you so, so much. And congrats on, on your 60th birthday. And we Thank wish you, you the very best. So hopefully, when the next 60 comes around, we'll all be in health <laughs> to enjoy the next 60. <laughs> Yeah, you never yes. know what can happen. We will have the right medicines to keep you. <laughs> yeah, to keep this Innovation. Thank you yes. so, so much. <laughs> so we had Theresa Yamsin, who is CEO of Fighter Riker. And then we also had Nathaniel Palm, who is head of marketing and sales at Fighter Riker. And Ernesto Poku, chief finance officer, also at Fighter Riker. They are 60. Wonderful. Not a lot of companies live to be 60. But they've braved it. They are 60. So if you're a consumer of their brand, please go out and purchase even more to keep them going. This is still the City Breakfast Show. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise.
can you prefer? Said the body, a yes thing, a hunya. Why you wouldn't be different? Pesica, could you akunya share? Yeah, brebre, nina, a massica bedani wakwa. When you're to a toa, mincha, um, 938. This is still the city breakfast show. A quick birthday to Mrs. Violet Anna Ose of Kruger Brent. The message is says, May this new year bring you joy unspeakable. Love you always. That's coming from Miss Jen. Miss Jen, our HR. She's wishing her a very good friend a happy birthday. Kruger Brent. Isn't that the name of a security company? A f- yes, but there's this novel. Is it a city Sheldon novel? One of these novels where there's a firm or something Co- in there that's Kruger called Brent. Kruger Brent, I think. Yeah. So maybe the person was a fan of, of, of that novel, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Kruger Brent. Kruger Brent. Anyway, it just is it, it it just Yeah, it was a Sydney Sheldon novel. It was, uh-huh. <laughs> I remember. Master of the game. Thank you. <laughs> Master of the yes. Those were the days. Sydney Sheldon was good. Those were the days, man. Yeah. Master but, of the game. But strangely enough, why well, do you read a lot of because I, I think the first maybe because of my the first interaction I had with the books in, in the library at home, the first one I read was uh, this book titled Raise the Titanic. Okay. Written by Clive Kassler. Oh, okay. another yeah. good author. Deck. So it was part of apparently it was part of the Deck Pit series. Me, I didn't know. Now the plot very interesting plot about finding some element that had been buried in the Titanic, so they had to lift the Titanic again and find it in the so that was my really one of the first interactions I had with the books at home. So I it quickly took me down the thriller mystery action type route instead of reading Sydney Sheldon. My mom read a lot of Sydney Sheldon and John Grisham. John Grisham. Barbara Taylor Bradford. So my mom's favorite writer is Barbara Barbara Taylor Taylor Bradford. Bradford. Oh, wow. Daniel Steele, that Uh kind of thing. uh Daniel Steele's books got made into so many novels, like TV novels. Yeah. I mean, TV TV series, sorry. Novels got into TV series. TV movies. TV movies, yeah. Like kind of Hallmark. Hallmark, yeah. Hallmark and Lifetime. Charlie, oh yeah. But, you know, Jeffrey Archer... Another one of my favorites, John Grisham. I like the law-themed books, and no, John Grisham, you know, he had so many great books like that. But there was one, there was one, I, I, I I'm trying to remember the title, and this guy was, a, he was wrongly imprisoned, you know, for a crime he didn't commit, mm-hmm. and it was kind of convoluted. He ended up, like, cha- having some small plastic surgery, changing his face, and exacting <laughs> revenge on the people who got it. I was a whole long yeah, thing. So, yeah. I mean, it's just gripping, I guess, though. I, 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 I read a lot more of the action thriller type so so mm-hmm. as i went on and i think it was my taste for thriller mystery was even heightened when i watched da vinci code oh okay you get it so now a lot of the books i read uh, oh gosh Secret society uh, yeah there's a mystery here there's some thriller <laughs> and some treasure some so yeah so i like that kind of thing indiana jones yeah i remember i've look i've seen indiana jones and um not which one? Not Temple of Doom. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Mm. I think I've seen that like two hundred times, mm. and I still get fascinated every time I watch it. Classic <laughs> as they classic. look for the Holy Grail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but- you know one of the interesting, you know Jeffrey Archer, <laughs> because you know he went to prison. Oh, so he he has a series of books called he calls the Prison Diary of his experience yeah. in prison. It's like you know. And it's so interesting to to read and to see what he went through. And, you know, obviously it's his perspective of being in prison Mm -hmm. and just little things that he noticed. And, you know, he talks about how being in prison, there's so much innovation there because prisoners are limited to, you know, what you can have. And so the kinds of things that he learned how to make and to do and, and the fact that a lot of people in prison 
lie about why they're there. So, you know, he was told, okay, don't believe everything you're told or don't trust everyone. Mm-hmm. Or And then friends that he made there as well. People who he met who were very smart, very talented. And how he felt he was targeted because of who he was. You know, Jeffrey Archer, famous <laughs> author. And he was in prison for perjury. But they put him in some pretty tough prisons. And then gradually, they, they, they did, you know, he got to the, the, the less... Restrictive ones, and then there was one where I, I think he could go on like day release or something. Then something happened. I think he was allowed to go out, but somebody reported that he went to visit. He did something, and then they they put him back into. Oh, it was crazy! <laughs> and he just felt like he was being targeted because he was, he was a so-called elite. Or well, it's interesting if you have a chance to read his prison like diaries. No, I, I, I went through phases. Okay. Yeah, but I was also I think I was also reading with the trends at the time. Mm-hmm. So. I w- very early, which was I, I, should I even say this on radio? <laughs> <laughs> what Mills and Boone? What are you reading? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read none of that. Mills and Boone, hey, girlfriend. My, 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 my mom, my mom had the in does that. They have that, good storylines. Yeah, we had lots of those. So actually, like we had a bit of like. Uh, a reading pool very okay. early so like from so class guys, three mm-hmm. pass books yeah, around pass books around and people had like so we had like silhouettes mills and booms from class three and then we also had the nancy drew nancy drew the, the, the hard, hard boys. boys and then uh, uh, and the blighton series okay okay coming up and then you know uh, kind of metamorphosed into like the sydney sheldon's the john grisham's okay the jeffrey archers <laughs> of the day daniel Steele daniel became Steele. a staple if it owned like a daniel Steele, you know, his best friend it's true but what i noticed <laughs> as i grew up was i wasn't reading enough african writers oh yeah that, that i'm yes, very true. guilty of yeah at the time Still, i'm very guilty have, of that like um at that, at that time i didn't have an appreciation of i didn't think they were fun Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. there was nobody exchanging a Wole Shoyenka <laughs> no, no. or an Ingugi no. or an Ayikweyama. No, no, everybody's exchanging a Daniel Steele, a yes. and Boons, mm-hmm. a Daniel a Patterson, something. Yep. But none of those. So it was like later on that I asked her, ah, so what happened? <laughs> like, is it that we did not have enough of them in mainstream circulation? No, because, rom- rom- the romantic stories. There are few of us here. We are. We like we we read a lot, mm-hmm. but, but growing up we were not reading those no, no, no. books. No. The, the very first I was exposed to them only in secondary school. Yes, yes. Mm. the very okay. The, before secondary, school, the very first African writers book I owned was um, Chino Achebe's Arrow of God. Okay, we had a my, my, we had it in the library at home. I had never opened it. But it was it. not. Yeah, I, I mean, my like, dad that was had for books, me, so my dad gave me. No, it was there. It was th- that's the it thing. It was my available. Dad had books like that, yes, but I, I, n- I didn't read those. He owned like a lot of first editions. I would editions. go for the Daniel Steele ones. Never. Yeah. 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 No, sorry, <laughs> because, no, too, but that's also because my sister though, because <laughs> she had those books. So when she buys them, I just <laughs> grab them and then I also develop yeah. Sydney uh, Sheldon. Those, those. I mean, it was on the shelf. Yeah, like, no, I, I don't. But that was my only. That's my only regret. But I'm happy though that like, I think coincidentally like the authors we read growing up have flipped now now we, mm. now we have a lot more people no i mean the people who are our ages back then are now reading a lot more african yeah that is true mm. okay yeah. i see what you're I, I, I don't think you mean wait you mean as young people yeah as young people i said oh, yes. so really oh, yes. Yeah. yes because because now chimanda is very mainstream yeah, so like chimanda you have, is... no, even even like there's been a rebirth for chinua for wole mm-hmm. you know okay because they've done reprints of some of their books and there's also a new generation that have come in who are writing stories that fits this generation yeah. Yeah. so 
the the Sydney Sheldons of this era, the John Grishams, the Jeffrey Archers, are all African, and I'm particularly mm-hmm. like happy about that. So like yeah, Amada Akun is writing, yeah. Yeah. like Biswa is writing, Diop is writing, you know. Yeah, it's I'm I'm particularly excited about that. Like that in the office the other time, there was um, <laughs> I I just did a cursory look. Uh, so if he had a book on her table, Adogla had a book on his table, mm-hmm. Caleb had a book on his table, and all of them were reading African writers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. That, no, that's so you during our time, it would never happen. No. We, would, we would be exchanging Sydney Sheldon's, and yeah. all three were reading and and they've become African more writers. I think there's more African writers being accepted globally yeah. as well. There's, uh-huh. there's, there's kind of been a movement in that direction. Whereas formerly, I mean, to find a, a, a book. book authored by an African yeah. writer would be more it's difficult. But now, yeah. It's not about really you know, cool. I remember in my time, we read Money Galore. Amujoleto. By Amujoleto. That's, that, that, that's a book they should reprint and give to every politician in this country. They have, all of them will have to read Money Galore. In fact, you must be, before you stand for public office, we... We must conduct a quiz <laughs> on money galore. <laughs> on, uh, on money galore oh, yeah. for every politician. Oh, yeah. that, that was a brilliant book. Every civil servant. No, it's not just you see the, that book must be added to the civil servants' admissions test, whichever test they take. If you're a civil servant, before you take you you are employed, <laughs> you must take you must they must add it to your prospectus. Money galore. <laughs> Amuja Lotus Money Galore. Hey! Politician, you must read it. Oh, yeah, it's a wonderful book. Oh yes. Oh yes, Abraham Kofi Kafu, legend, legendary, legend, <laughs> from from ranks to rich, from ranks to <laughs> dipping his hands into the public base. <laughs> legend, Abraham Kofi Kafu. <laughs> ah. Oh man, but look, it's, it's interesting. That's just you know, as you mentioned, uh, master of the game. Yeah, those were the kind of books that you know. And then and then you had um, and then you had the generation that read uh, Potter. The Harry Potter, <laughs> ge- yes. The Charlie, even I read Harry Potter. I read the that thing like that. crazy. I, 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 I actually uh, listened. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't read, read per se Harry mm-hmm. Potter. I listened, so I got all seven audiobooks. And strangely enough, the first time I, so I watched the first movie. I thought, okay, it was cool. Then I listened to the book. Right, so I started listening from book two. Okay. Then I listened. So it was read by Stephen Fry. Brilliant. Ooh. Brilliant. Oh, I'm sure the narration was... Wah. You know. So I, all the voice. And he did all the voices. He did all the voices. What? Height, Hermione, to Ron, to Voldemort. Professor McGonagall. <laughs> all of them. Everybody. Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, the, Severus the, Snape. Severus Snape. Yeah, Snape. <laughs> you know, when I started, I just said, who is this Snape? I didn't like Snape. <laughs> Nobody liked Snape. But after until, after everything, I got Snape in Until we realized that Charlie... That he was the half Prince. He, he was <laughs> he was the man. Snape was the man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah man. Anyway, oh, Charlie. Let's go to some of your messages that have come in. On 0549-986-996. This morning, we, we've, we've, we've talked about the economy and it's dominated a lot of our messages. So, it is just to cool us down and, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that. <laughs> Let's go through a few of the messages. Okay, Nana Bain from Kofiria says, Some of us read A Market's Day at Asesura and Why the Crab Lost Bad Its Bunny, this Head. This was class three or four. This was standard textbook. <laughs> standard <laughs> textbook. Uh, uh, who is this? Dennis from 
says mine is the Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, yeah. Shout out oh, to Alexander my Dumas. Dumas at the Education Directorate. Okay. That's very good. The Count of Monte Cristo. Very, very good. Very, very good book. Alexander Dumas was also one of uh, a lot of people's favorite group because Count of Monte Cristo was popular. The abridged version mm. and then the Three Musketeers, the abridged mm. version. And that's also Alexander Dumas, I think, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my favorite authors were Jeffrey Archer, Robert Ludlum, Daniel yeah. Steele, Sidney Sheldon, and I got introduced to Lobsang Rampa. Interesting days. Ludlum, okay. The Ludlum um, book I read growing up was The Matterist Circle. Okay. It's about. So the matter is essentially a secret society mm-hmm. akin to the mob, ah. akin to the Italian mafia. And then to bring them down, an American agent and a Russian agent, this was the height of the Cold War. Mm-hmm. So an American agent and a Russian agent had to join forces to bring down. Sheesh. <laughs> hmm. I read that. I read okay, that. The matter okay, is okay. circle. Um, well, that message came from Salasia Jololo saying, interesting how you guys are talking about books. And says, unfortunately, I don't think the kids of today have that much fun with books. Oh, it's sure. sad. It's, it's, it's really a, you have to make a really conscious effort because they've got gadgets. We didn't have that growing up. We didn't have as many gadgets as exist today. So books were really a, a primary source of entertainment, you know, aside TV, because there wasn't that much on TV. But when you had a good book, you could be buried in it for hours. But these days they've got phones, tablets, laptops, TV, you know, every streaming service. Yeah. So to pick up a book or to to get that consistent habit going, you really have to be deliberate about it and, yeah. and restrict access to the gadgets and and screen time and all of that to make sure you can you can read. put it's, the books on the gadgets too. Yeah, you could, but then yeah. it, it yeah, but what the, ends up happening is end up, the temptation is thank you. The temptation it starts is with the book. Next thing you know, Charlie, they're on YouTube and TikTok. But you know, one one book I saw, and again, it's a matter of how. The teaching is done, which I, I've always complained about. Everybody read Gulliver's Travels when we were children. So but nobody understood what, what it was. Mm-hmm. Gulliver's Travels is one of the most complicated books ever written, but also one of the best mirrors of society. society. But we read it as, as oh, some giant who went to the land. Yeah. You know, exactly. But that, but that had novel. meaning. All the Every leg of his journey had meaning at the time. Mm. You have a point, you know. You know, F- uh, Gulliver's Travels, perhaps, again, one of the books that we should add. Yeah, we should add to the politicians. Ah, one. The politi- Gulliver's Travels. Uh-huh. We should add it to the politicians. Here's another one. Nathan, good morning. Money Galore is a must-read book for SHS students. Our literature teacher made us love that book. It's really a legendary book. This is Obaya yeah. from Spintex. Obaya, I'm saying that book is not for SHS students. Uh-huh. <laughs> that book is for the ministries. And the politicians. <laughs> okay, maybe not only for SHS students, for everyone. No, they need it more. We're gonna, we're gonna Where we've reached, they need, they more, need yeah. it more. Charlie. <laughs> they okay. need it more. Um, find Professor Naafali Sechifu's Comprehension Plus and others and thank me later. This is coming from Yakubu Ibn Chambas, okay? Oh, we've seen that. Um, like, she wrote all the textbooks mm. for the English language. But Naafali's textbooks were hard. Mm. Yeah. Let, and let, let's let's just write up on the, let's just note that Amu Joletu went to Accra Academy. Let's uh, quickly add imagine? that quickly. Oh, you just had to slip that in there. No, it's just, it's just for public information. <laughs> 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 you appreciate it. Okay. Um, Makers of Civilization 1 and 2 is a book. Even I love I that too. The I love that. I love that. I love that. You should see the smile on my face right now. Oh, how I loved all these books. I have to get back to rereading my favorite <laughs> classics. This is Jasmine <laughs> in OEB. Kofi Ak probably has mentioned two names. 
He says, anyone read Ludlum? Yeah, we had that. Yeah. And he's added one. Puzo. Mario oh, Puzo. Mario Puzo. Oh, the Godfather. <laughs> the Godfather. <laughs> oh, Charlie. But, okay. Uh, there we go. Mario Puzo books were dope. The Godfather, The Last Dawn, the and Sicilian. The Sicilian. Okay. Yeah. I, I haven't read But all of them followed each other. Wow. Oh, okay. So it was The yeah. Godfather first. Yeah. Okay. So, Ni and Sakumono. They all tell different versions of the Colleoni story. Mm. Oh. Okay. Ni and Sakumono says, Mine was the Charles Dickens books. John Grisham really enhanced the imaginative side of me. You know, um, uh, C.S. Lewis. Yes. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah. I, I, that the Chronicles oh, of Narnia. Chronicles of Narnia. I just... And you know, C.S. Lewis, I think he became a Christian later in life. And so, you look at yeah, the, the parallels between Aslan and... Yeah, a lot of... Charlie. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was one of my favorites. But yeah, the, the, the Narnia series. But the, but the Narnia series, okay, so that's also the thing. Because I read it yeah. as normal. Exactly. But, but when you go back and read and it... with my... Appreciation, yeah, I was like, okay. Even with what happened to Aslan, the line, Aslan is yes or Jesus or yeah, yes, he is basically Charlie. Anyway, <laughs> so good morning, Nathan. You're right on money galore. I read it in training college. He described the classroom as a rat hole mm-hmm. from Redeemer Kamfra Kaswa. A lot of teachers describe it as a rat hole, so we should add the teachers to it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, people are really into this book topic, mm-hmm. you know. I think the way life is going these days, you know, I, I personally don't have as much time as I would like to read. Like I used to, literally, I could sit with a book and ignore everything I, else I, in I, life. I, I try books, to read I love books. I try to read a, a chapter or two a day. a day. On my tablet, I've got so many. That's why I like oh. I like ebooks because oh, I can yeah. just carry oh, my, my tablet. My, I, my iPad has close to two thousand five hundred books. Crazy. On my mm. iPad. And yeah. this is accessible right there. You know, love it. More time to read. Less <laughs> less screen time and gadgets yeah. and all that. It okay, helps. Definitely. Okay. Good morning, team. Let me introduce you to Elif Shafak. She is a Turkish writer. Never read And her. to Paolo Quelu. Yeah. They are insightful the alchemist. writers. Yeah, insightful writers. But, but Quelu is complex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Paolo Quelu is complex. Oh, really? like, you, you, you need to be on your game to, mm, to, to, to get, get where he's going. Yeah, Quelu is complex. Okay. Um, I thought Money Galore was about how to make money because I was in a trot when a guy selling books sold it to me. He said it was about making money. After reading, I realized it was top-notch political book and full of lessons. Oh, yeah. I read it when I was in senior high school. Yes, this is Chachu from Budubram. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, the, other, the, other, the other book I read in secondary school was Romeo and Juliet. You know, I approached that book with a lot of with a preconceived mind mm-hmm. until I read it. Oh, what do you mean? Like I said, but what's this mushy love story? <laughs> what is that? Why are we? Why are we reading this in a boys' school? The Montagues and the Capulets. And then I read it, and it was very, very interesting. Mm. Very, very, very interesting. This one says, talking of books for politicians, or rather the broader society. Let's add the Empress <laughs> new clothes. <laughs> that, that one. That one too. It's it's kind of billed as a children's book. Oh ha ha ha! The emperor went out without his clothes on. Sure. But the subtext. Yeah. Charlie, somebody, I think somebody equated that to what happened over the weekend. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Hmm. Oh man, more hmm. messages. It's like, it's like you need good people around you to tell you the truth, mm-hmm. you know? Anyway, um, a- 
anybody okay speaking of african literature remember ancestral sacrifice and says so nathan i've been trying to remember there was a book series about three siblings who all got into different troubles in different books the only sibling was a boy called joshua who stole money from his mother's purse to buy a game mm. maybe means the older sibling and then has anybody read abraham vergezi cutting stone okay mm, okay okay we'll all right um Talking of books, okay, for okay. politicians or rather the border society, Empress New Clothes, all right. But let me add, Ayukwa um, must the beautiful ones I know you're born mm. as well, to the list of complicated books that uh, people must read again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Nathan, Mandy Gallo, uh, beautiful ones I know you're born. Okay. They should add it to the service exams. But you mentioned something about mm. the teaching. And it is true. You know, you know, sometimes you go through literature class, you read the books. Yeah, you do one or two tests or literary devices, that kind of thing. But I think for lots of people, the larger meaning is lost mm. yeah, well, on us. Yeah, well, because uh, liter- uh, appreciation classes at the secondary school level are not that advanced. I did modern drama at the ah, university. Okay. Mm. And I had to do appreciation mm-hmm. as well. So that enhanced how I consumed some of the books I had read okay. back then because then I could suddenly go back and say, okay, so this is what was on or this is what this person was about. But at the secondary school level, mm. it's a bit rudimentary okay. in terms of how you are breaking it down. It might also rely a lot more even on the natural intelligence of the student okay, rather than just what the literature teacher will teach. But at the university level, once you are equipped with the skills and they put it in front of you, you have to break it down properly mm. and you know that yes <laughs> some of the books are deep so yeah yeah some of them are very deep all right that's our show for the morning very interesting note on which we end my name is nathan Carl. i had the godfred akotobafu with me i had koki Selemi hansen also with me I sat in for Bernard Avle. Show was produced by Caleb Kuda and Fred Jabano. Godfred Odum, the richest of rich men. He supported us on technical. Up next is the news at 10. And after that, AJ Akokusapan will be here with Brunch in the City. <laughs>